Ladies and gentlemen, to this episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report, we're coming to you live from our radio and television studios located in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania where it's a blustery, cold, snowing, and oh yeah, it's just a mess out there, folks. Uh, we broadcast live each and every weeknight, that's Monday through Fridays from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time on the Global Star Radio Network. We're simulcast on Blog Talk Radio as well. You can watch us live and by archive. Tune us in on their YouTube channel, folks. Uh, go to Hagman and Hagman dot com, and uh, there you can access all venues right yeah. from right from our website. And we're uh, don't forget we have we've got two separate websites, folks. Now, now we're we're doing our best, and JD's done his best to to get them user friendly. Okay, now, folks, we appreciate your 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 comments about them. You know, we are working toward. Uh, just a, a cross the board, very good way of navigation. And, uh, we've got two websites. We've got, uh, Hagman and Hagman.com and we've got HagmanReport.com. Now, Hagman and Hagman.com is the show website. HagmanReport.com is for all news information, things not related to the program. So just keep that in mind, okay? Um, is your, and bookmark, please, bookmark both, both websites. And of course, our YouTube channel, we have, uh, we have the latest show information and, and such BTR, um, all of that together. And Global Star Radio Network, links to the Global Star Radio Network should you choose to, uh, listen to the show, obviously. And there you can download the show, uh, the archive show hour by hour if you'd like. It's really a, a neat setup. So, uh, we're, we're trying to accommodate everyone and, uh, that's, I think, I think we're doing a pretty good job. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Doug Hagman at the helm with fellow investigator, researcher, and most importantly, my son, Joe Hagman. We are the Hagman and Hagman Report. I like to call America's premier father-son investigative reporting team. And, you know, we do dig deep into the topics of the mass, the, the uh, mainstream mass media, Illuminati-controlled mass media won't, doesn't, don't, will never do, not from here on out. And uh, uh, we, well, many people adhere to the coincidence theory of, of uh, historical and current geopolitical events. We look well beyond that. And put together the conspiratorial aspect, awakening others to the truth and the real news behind the headlines. And this is something that you know we have to take a. In our view, we we do take a look uh, from a high level, from cruising altitude, and that way we're it's much easier to connect the dots, and everything looks a lot, uh, a lot more manageable in terms of the flow of information. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. I want to thank those who are tuning in that are new to the program we 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 get emails all the time and uh thank you so much for uh all of those tuning in we've broken well over a million archive listens and uh just in a single venue btr alone this month uh, this and, week uh, or, really <laughs> yeah sorry this week yeah i what am i saying um i mean so, so thank you you oh, know thank downloads. you for reminding me i've been opening the btr chat um as a regular on a regular basis now, uh, and it's been right. you know sparsely populated, about a hundred people 
uh, at the most, around 60 uh, on average. But uh-huh. I forgot to open it today, so thank you. For well, you can go ahead and, and do that. Um, there's so much to get into. Before we do get into tonight's program, just want to mention that uh, portions of tonight's broadcast are brought, is brought to you live or brought to you by Casper. Now, folks, how many people? How many people out there? Are, are really don't get are really having trouble like going to sleep, falling asleep. They're uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable in bed, well, we've got the answer for you. It's Casper mattress. If you, it, Casper, for those who don't know, and you're thinking of the friendly ghost, no, Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for just a fraction of the price. You can visit their website. Um, ch- check it out, Casper.com/slash/CFPRadio. That's our little world on Casper's website. But portions of this broadcast brought to you by Casper dot com slash cfp radio and i'll tell you something uh during the show uh after the show you can check it out but more on this later because there, there's a great offer there just for listeners of our broadcast and again that's casper.com slash cfp radio but a lot to get into you know russia is warning of a new world war that's starting in syria and didn't we say early on didn't we say months ago that the war the world war will not start no, it won't be Iran. It won't be. No, it's going to be in Syria. That's we said that, and we're on record by saying that. Now Russia is warning of this new world war starting in Syria. This is going to be the epicenter of the the war that's coming, the, the world war that's coming. That's going to restructure the entire power structure globally and usher in what is commonly referred to as the new world order. This is and a good place closer. to start. Yeah. yeah, let's go ahead. Well, we have, um, you know, Assad gave an interview. Um, Syrian President Bashar al-Assad admits Turkey and Saudi Arabia could soon send troops into the country but remains confident that he can retake the war-torn nation. The statement comes as uh, Rod Radi has retired. It's, it reiterated his goal of, the outstand, of ousting the leader from uh, office. In Russia, the Prime Minister warned the U.S. and the Saudis against starting a preeminent war with a ground Intervention in Syria. Those are two separate. It's headlines. a done deal, though. Saudi. It's a done deal. The commitment is made. This is an invasion, and it's being being looked at as an invasion, not just merely a uh, a support. And we we talk about proxy wars so often. Saudi Arabia is one of the U.S.'s closest allies. With this administration <laughs> closer, this, this and lot. the last administration, it's closer ally than Israel was. With the Bush and the Obama presidency, for Saudi Arabia to send ground troops into Syria would be like um, Saudi Arabia having a problem with Canada and U.S. troops going in. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, that, that's pretty much what we're looking at. They will carry out the agenda of the American uh, globalist, not of the people of the Middle East. Not of the Sunni or Shia, it's not of the Syrians or the Saudi Arabians, but the globalist elites who control the banking, political, and military complex that runs the world. Well, as it's being presented here, Russia said, "Look, folks," and and made this statement both to the United States, or to the United States as well as the world, saying a new world war will start in Syria. And the, the the impetus behind this is the um, the uh, uh, 
uh, the influx of troops and of support by Saudis, by the Saudis and other Gulf states. The coalition of Gulf states, which is being led by Saudi Arabia, now they've stayed, staged their own intervention in Syria, saying that they were committed to sending ground troops into the country. They they favored rebel groups, um, or their favored rebel groups have been just just absolutely decimated by Russian uh, air raids, and they've been driven back on the ground, and they've been um, they, 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 by Iranian uh, supplied pro regime groups. Now you've got this interesting uh, and but very complex bedfellows here, geopolitical yeah. bedfellows: Iran helping Syria, Russia helping Syria yeah. and Iran, and you got Saudi Arabia. And other well, the minor US, players going in. What they're saying here is a, that a U.S.-led coalition will agree to move. On Friday, Saudi Arabia's foreign minister said that Saudi Arabia's goal was to remove Assad, confidently stating, "We will achieve it," just like Obama stated they would do at the yes, start sir. of this civil war started by the United States. This, um, you know, they could say the Arab Spring was started by a man lighting himself on fire in a spontaneous uprising in Tunisia. Spontaneous, yeah. That might have been the case, but all the things that occurred after that were not spontaneous. Well, the event, the the, the event of that of that uh, self-immolation by the guy is, is is one thing, but the planning, the you know, the events, the long-range events were, were something totally different, so they were planned long, long time in advance. Now, um, there were, okay, so You've got, here's what you have, and we need to really understand this because we're watching, uh, we're, we're really watching the up, up well, I was going to say the uh, road to World War III, but mm-hmm. we're long past that. We, we, we've actually exited the interstate and we're now on the road that leads directly into, I mean, the next, the next red light is going to, is going to really be comprised of a, of a flashpoint that's going to, uh, usher in this war now. The rebels, uh, well, the United States and Russia both are saying, "Look, ceasefire. We have to have a ceasefire, but on our terms." And NATO. Here's here's one scenario which I'm going to toss out there. You have Russia that will. Uh, and I was talking to Steve Quill this morning about this. Uh, we were both kind of trying to put together this idea of what could possibly happen. Well, think about this. Think about Russia attacking or, or, or because of the provocations through Turkey and, and the allies there, NATO, um, allies. Uh, imagine if Turkey would get, uh, get struck or one of the bases that would include NATO get, uh, get hit by Russia. Well, what would, what would be the response? And of course, you've got the Saudis here. In, Russia, I suspect, will take out Saudi Arabia completely, their power, command, and control structures, much like the United States did to um, uh, to Iraq, except using air air power only. Um, I, I believe it, it, the country is Saudi Arabia. So I, th- I think the, the, in the crosshairs of Russia is Saudi Arabia. The United Nations Security Council, through their resolutions, um, they're not helping anything whatsoever. Uh, it, that's a mess. But in in the end, I think that um, uh, uh, the consolidation of power here, the players are being set up for the the uh, this particular war, and, and better keep an eye on not just Saudi Arabia but the UAE um, and, and other such supportive states of the Saudi-led coalition. 
So because the Saudis are leading the Islamic military coalition, and mm-hmm. the Saudis are being backed by the United States, which is interesting because you've got timing. Valerie Jarrett in there in the, the White oil. House. Yeah, it, it's the, all the timing. And, yeah, and um, you know, you know, you can scratch our back, we can scratch your back, kind of deal. Yep. Um, Obama looks good as oil prices are low, bringing uh, you know affordable energy into back into the United States where people can fill up their tanks and still have money for a gallon of milk and whatnot, or they couldn't uh, when Bush left office or uh, while he was in office when it was back up to $5 a gallon. But there are wars or conflicts on many fronts. You have what we're talking about now, the military conflict, which is a international in scope, yet at the same time it is domestic in each and every area of the country. Yep. Um, the domestic wars we're fighting is against the uh, police state, the federalization, the militarization of the tyrannical government encroaching each and every day on our uh, rights, our, our freedoms, and wanting to modify behaviors after already, you know, the war on, on food and air and, and pollution and health that we've been fighting. We have currency conflicts going on. Uh, China's currency, they say, will diminish the dollar's role in international trade in in a matter of a very short time. Uh, this is an article from yesterday that is uh, written by Ali Mayer from the Free Beacon. Report, China's currency will diminish dollar's role in international trade. <laughs> Remimbi, now fifth most important payment currency in the world. Now, remember, it was just put on the World Reserve Currency status list on the IMF a few months back. And I believe there's seven currencies there. So it's up to number five already. And we see the dollar. It has, uh, you know, about 2% left to go before all value is lost. Because in 1913, if you take the value of a dollar, it's lost 98% of its value since right. then. Right. So not too much further to go there. But they say China has to take a few steps to internationalize the renminbi. And they're gaining traction in the currency war, representing the fifth most popular payment. They say that this is, it's a, the Chinese renminbi is barely visible in international trade of financial flows just three years ago, but it appears to be blossoming now. China is now the world's largest trading nation and more corporations, particularly in Asia, were beginning to invoice their business in renminbi currency. Mm-hmm. And these developments, they say, is in Tatum with measures taken by China to develop its own payment system that could diminish the uh, primacy of U.S. financial institutions. It would affect the ability of the U.S. to continue wielding the financial clout that it has currently had as a result of the dollar dominance in international finance. Yep. That's, we're seeing so many things happen on, on the, um, um, Real, really, we're seeing so many things happen on the uh, with the economy. Now, Deutsche Bank is is in death death spiral at the moment. Uh, you can just you can see this kind of going going downhill real quick. Um, uh, so, following, well, look at Deutsche Bank. Look at what's taking place there, and of course, the all of the the uh, uh, alternative media pundits, financial pundits, are saying this would be. This would be akin to uh, 2008 or Lehman Brothers on steroids. Well, all right, so what's going to happen there when Deutsche Bank goes down? What's going to happen in the European Union? The the collateral damage from the Deutsche Bank, when you've got this 
in tandem with what Joe's talking about. Well, we've got, uh, we've got this, uh, ultimately it's going to lead to currency wars. It's going to lead to, well, it's already led to currency wars, but ultimately it's going to lead to this, uh, massive, uh, um, massive, um, I don't want to use the wrong word. I, I guess I would just say financial Armageddon, and that's mm-hmm. uh, and at least for Americans but, or in the Western world. But but that always follows, uh, or the, the, before a shooting war, there's generally speaking some sort of massive mass casualty economic event. Uh, could Deutsche Bank be that particular one? Perhaps I, I think I think maybe that, that we're talking uh, that that would be the impetus or could be one of the impetus for war, and and many financial websites are are talking about this uh, about Deutsche Bank in particular about the um, um, well you you really can't I, I'm not sure you folks I'm not sure you can actually talk about Deutsche Bank and, and the economic problems. Um, solely without looking at the entire complex world system of uh, world economy, because all of everything is pretty much wired into everything else, um, <laughs> yeah. you know. So the global smart grid, as it's, it could be termed, um, well, it, 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 experts, uh, a lot of financial experts are warning that a current crisis and here this month is the prelude to chaos and the unwinding of Western civilization. That's pretty dire and dramatic headlines. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, the, the uh, uh, when, you, when you look at what's taking place, how can they possibly keep this together? There's not enough duct tape and string to, to really keep this together. So uh, combined with the low oil prices, which is actually a proxy attack against Russia's, Russia's economy, Russia's not going to be putting up with this. So all of this to say, with, with the... With the uh, uh, warnings of world war starting in Syria by Russia, well, and, th- and that's responding too by, uh, to the low oil prices. That's uh, really screwing up with our economy. We say, you know, world war in Syria that is yet to come. But what has been happening there since 2011 is uh, massacres, civil war, the United States intervening through the uh, facilitating money and weapons to the rebel groups that have become known as ISIS that are trying to overthrow Assad. There was a a domino effect, just like it is in the end of Daniel, that Egypt and Libya would be overthrown. Well, they were, along with their leaders. Dictators implemented by the United States who kept the peace between religious factions in that very um, tightly wound religious area. Well, as it looks now, you know, there was a time where Saddam Hussein, uh, Muammar Gaddafi, they all kept peace. Uh, Assad, they did not allow Muslims to kill Christians or vice versa. They kept stability and peace, not only well, among it was the limited. religious I mean, groups, but they kept yeah. them in among the nations around each other. And we had, at the same time, been shaking Gaddafi's hand, inviting to the White House, you know, and the other hand... Uh, you know, picking the straws to see which one was going to put the knife in his back. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, yep. there is so much more involvement in here than with the U.S. and not specifically the government. When we say the government, we're not talking about the whole United States government. The U.S. government is made up of a number of agencies that are uh, made up of a number of, of human beings, most of them 
are are good people, I'm sure. But there are those people who know how to compartmentalize and use humans to um, fulfill an agenda, sometimes without the knowledge of those humans, that have set up with the spiritual powers, which is another conflict, the main conflict that we have on this earth, which is the oldest conflict. Before there was murder on this earth, there was a spiritual battle. And, you know, these puppeteers controlling the people on the ground level know exactly what they're doing. They have the power of Satan and his knowledge, and he is the prince of the power of the air in this earth. He is the uh, one that says in the Bible that he will persecute the saints and overcome them in the end, but will be thrown in everlasting fire when everything's all said and done. But we're told that, you know, he comes to this earth and his his wrath is great because his time is short. And don't think it's going to be surprising. Uh, it's not going to be surprising when we see what we see now on Twitter. Um, this is a story from yesterday. I'll just hit the headline. The uh, Twitter is now characterizing criticism of Islam as hate speech. And along with that headline, Steve Quill had a headline on his site that caught my attention, really caught my attention. Christian conservatives pivotal in the South and feeling under siege. The headline was, you know, Christians' uh, persecution or intensity of Christian persecution is is up in the is rising in the South. And this is from Roberta, Roberta Georgia, and they say that inside a sun, sunshine coin laundry near the Piggly Wiggly supermarket. A Miss Ellington removed her family's clothes from one of the large dryers and began to fold them at a nearby table. It goes on to say that she was uh, folding her clothes and uh, talking with somebody about their views uh, from the presidential race to uh, you know the uh, different candidates to the spirit their spiritual paths in life. And this Ellington, Miss Ellington, who's doing her laundry, says, "I'm going to pray on it. Hopefully, God will lead me in the right direction." And it goes on to say that, um, you know, there was a, an altercation that uh, happened, and this is continuing to, to increase. Um, biblical values are something that Christians are not willing to compromise, yet they are being completely decimated in the Bible Belt areas of the state. We see, I don't know, Dad, if you saw this, the satanic... Um, the Satanist behind Sanders. This was on Alex Jones' site, Infowars. You, you know, like how I, Satanist I, yeah. rally behind socialist Bernie yep. Sanders. Yep, and, and uh, folks, pay attention to this. Bernie Sanders even said, "Hey," uh, or it says Bernie Sanders is pretty popular among Satanists. The, the, he is. Democrat and, socialist Bernie Sam- Sanders campaign has evidently roused the Satanic electorate in a highly popular pro-Sanders meme group created on Facebook. A post with an image stating Sanders or Satanist for Bernie 2016 has received over 1,100 likes and 200 shares. It has a, a pentagram of the Baphomet symbol underneath uh, the slogan or above the slogan Satanist for Bernie 2016. Several members of the Bernie Sanders uh, cautioned the image looks bad for the campaign and asked it to be removed, but many others embraced and supported the endorsement. Uh, and they give comments here from different people in the social media. And, you know, Bernie's very popular. Here's one comment. Um, 
Bernie is very popular among Satan, Satanists. The solid majority of the people I know in the Satanic community plan on voting for him. The It goes on to state in the article, while the uh, image's creator is unknown, it is discussed in the comments that the Church of Satan, a central hub of Satanic worship, has not endorsed any presidential candidate. Another group entitled the Satanic Communist Party, <laughs> boasting over 2,000 members, also appears to lean pro-Bernie. The Satanic Communist Party. Does there need to be a distinction there? While supporters attempt to distance Sanders' brand of socialism from communism, revolutionaries instrumental in shaping the ideology, particularly Vladimir Lenin, have openly admitted the goal of socialism is communism. In his book entitled Marx and Satan, author Richard Wombrand, who was imprisoned for 14 years by the communist government of Romania for espousing Christian beliefs demonstrates through direct quotes that the man credited as the father of communism crafted the ideology inspiration from the powers of darkness with the intent to destroy religion. And it goes on from there. Folks, we're we're already at the bottom of the first hour. Um, I I believe it's time. I I, I, want to just tell you exactly what, 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 what? what? You made me think it was already the end of the hour. No, no, no. It's the bottom of the first hour. And we're going to be taking, as the program unfolds here, what we'd like to do is I'd like to get your take, folks, on, on, uh, on what you think is, well, anything, anything that's on your mind tonight. Uh, we're going to open the phone lines at the top of the next hour. That would be hour number two. And we want to get your take on, on current events, whether it be, Domestic or the larger geopolitical. If you want to comment on the show, if you want to have a sugge- if you have a suggestion or whatever, it, it, it's, it's your time. It's your it's your night tonight. So uh, we're going to open the phone lines. Give us a call. Get in line. Um, beginning at uh, about five minutes to eight, uh, the phone lines will be uh, after we come back from the break. Or after, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll do that. yeah. So we'll we'll have the we'll have the uh, for those watching on YouTube. We'll put up the number and uh, go from there. But you know, okay. I, I, I also, uh, one thing too, and I, I apologize for seeming a little bit, uh, disjointed here. One, we are getting information, and I don't know how many people have heard about this attack in Columbus, Ohio. Um, I've been getting information from somebody there in, in Columbus. When you say attack. Okay. In Columbus, yesterday, a, a Muslim man armed with a machete was shot and killed by police after attacking restaurant pa- uh, patrons. Okay. This happened recently. This happened yesterday. Too. Yeah, yeah. But the uh, the information we're getting from an individual on the ground in Columbus, I was trying to um, actually get him on the program, but the information we're getting is this is a much bigger problem with the, with the Somali Muslim population in and around Columbus, Ohio. Uh, that said, there was a Somali, a Somali Muslim, uh, <coughs> excuse me, by the, a guy by the name of, uh, 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 I'm sorry, yeah, I lost my place here. A guy by the name of, uh, Muhammad. There, I just lost my place again. Well, that's all you need to know, right? A guy by the name of Muhammad. Uh, Muhammad Barry went into a restaurant, a Jewish owned restaurant yesterday. Okay, and he, uh, and this, by the way, the attack occurred at Nazareth Restaurant and Delhi. It's a Mediterranean eatery. It's uh, Jewish-owned. But the unidentified man at the time walked into the restaurant, had a conversation with one of the employees there, exited the restaurant. About a half hour later, the suspect, 
uh, suspected attacker returned. He approached a man and a woman at a table near the doorway and just began his rampage. He had a machete, took it out, and started starting stri- started to strike the patrons. He came in and started beating up on another guy. And at first, the people there in the, inside the restaurant thought it was just kind of a, a dom- like a domestic or a personal issue. Um, but then he then he started right down the row hitting everyone with his machete. People were bleeding, and the Jewish Christian owner of the restaurant, Haney Bar- uh, Baranci. Now he's been in the United States for over thirty years. He was previously an Israeli citizen. The established the the uh, store the restaurant itself the establishment there is known for its diverse patronage. Um, now the owner, uh, or the owner, uh, Jewish owner was not at the store at the time or the restaurant at the time. Muhammad Barry went in and asked for the guy, asked for the owner, asked where he was from. And then after finding out he was from Israel, he left and came back. I'm not sure if any of the mainstream media is reporting on this. I, I know they're reporting on the event, but they're, they're calling it an attack, not a terrorist attack, not a, a uh, religiously motivated uh, attack, but they're just an attack. But how many machete attacks really have we seen? Or how many machete attacks, uh, uh, well, yeah, how, how many have we seen since 9-11? How many machete attacks have we seen since this influx of, of Islamic uh You know, I don't know people? since the, the influx, um, but in Europe that's been a, a constant um, that's right. point, point of interest. You know, there was a, a very famous case not too long ago of a, a Muslim man beheading a a police officer in the uk right in the street Uh, and there was also as i said an incident in new york where there was a a machete wielding man running around chopping people up uh not killing them but you know as they put their arms up in defense uh doing some pretty terrible damage as you could imagine and um what you're getting what you're getting at you know will there be more of these Oh, uh, continue. Uh, I guarantee you there will be With more of the these. Riot, yes, it will. Yes, and it will. Now, now, this guy, I, I should f- finish the uh, my notes here or finish the, the story because this guy did successfully leave the restaurant. Now, if this isn't a call to everyone with a concealed weapons permit to certainly carry weapons, then I don't know what is because anyone there, um, not thankfully... Or take up throwing stars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's interesting. Now, now, no one, no one died for, as a result of the attack. One person is in critical condition; four others are in the hospital. But uh, uh, the police, uh, the, the guy, did manage to leave the restaurant. Uh, some of the patrons and witnesses identified the, the car. Uh, police did uh, track him down, and they stopped him. And um, the guy got out, got out, and it was kind of a suicide by cop at that point. Um, the man was uh, uh, Muhammad Barry was was killed at the end, but you, you know you've got right now up to 34 million blank green cards work permits uh, that were ordered ahead of Obama's illegal amnesty immigrant amnesty program. This back just go back a year and a half to October 2014, and you can see where we are being set up here. Okay, we are being set up by this massive alien influx and invasion. And, and you can see that f- from the statistics you've got uh, of the alien invasion into the United States, that this is not a humanitarian 
issue as much as it is a Trojan horse issue because seventy five percent of the people coming into this country in in that in that um, group of Muslims or in that group of refugees seventy five percent are Muslim men and a high percentage uh, roughly eighty seven to ninety percent based on the latest figures are Muslim men of between eighteen and forty. I don't have the file in front of me, but 49, I think, or 50. So they're all within this fighting age. 12% are women, and only 13% are children, to be to be precise. So um, the question would, that, that we have to ask is, did the, are the men who are coming into this country, what, what are they, are they without, without families? What are they doing coming into this country? Did they did they abandon them with their women and children back home, or are they just without families? What's the deal with respect to the men? That's a high percentage, and certainly out of um, way far out of any type of logical uh, statistical. I mean, I would consider it a statistical anomaly that can't be. It's it's not by accident; it's by design. So um, anyway. Uh, and, and just to be clear, the Justice Department is refusing to call this a terrorist attack. They're denying and, and minimizing any terrorist ties that this guy has. They're saying it's it's a uh, just a random related, attack. neighborhood no, related, just, just a random attack. And they're not even calling it a uh, you know, attack. a biased attack. No, they're not. They're, 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 they're a butter knife. But, yeah. But, but, but there's, I mean, it's it's not even a religious or a hate crime, basically. He's the victim. You know? So they're they're going so far away from this. But you're right. When you take the uh, machete attack that happened in New York City a while back, and you and you start looking around, you're seeing that we are not safe anywhere. So I would I would definitely say that um, you know if if you're if if you are licensed to carry a firearm, I, at this point. I would recommend anyone who is licensed to carry a firearm to carry it wherever you go, restaurants included. And you know what? Here's my point. Here's my view. If I go into, a, if I go up to a restaurant and, and I'm going to eat there, and, and they don't allow weapons, I don't patronize the place. End of story. I'm not going to make myself a sitting duck inside a restaurant or any place. Really? That's just me. Yeah, absolutely not. I will not go into any place where I cannot carry a gun. I can't I refuse sign, so to go I in. Just don't know. Well, you know, that's. I guess you're I'm always to... just unsure. So I err on the side of caution and remain safe. Well, you know, it. it, it but it, it, I just refuse to do that. So uh, I would definitely recommend anyone who's got a concealed uh, carry permit to. I mean, I know you. I know you. Like you know me, you would never preemptively start pick a fight or even try to continue an argument into it. I mean. Really, um, you know, you know yourself. Like I know you. You think you do. Do you feel safe to carry guns where they say you shouldn't? Are you going to accidentally pull a gun out and shoot somebody? Well, no. I mean, I don't exactly. believe. I don't believe in accidental. I don't you believe in accidental I mean, discharges. I mean, I mean, you even if there was a, somebody came up to you and spit in your face and, and called you know, no, your, no, your mom no, of course fat. Not. No, of course not. no, 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 no. And uh, that's where we need to use discernment because listening to you know the shelter in place and. Uh, you know, gun-free zones. This is where people die, and this is how they die and get in trouble. I'm not saying you should break the law. I'm just saying use discernment. No, yeah, uh, use your own discernment. Don't forget, folks. We're gonna be opening the lines after the after the top of the next hour. So weigh in with your thoughts and and your. Uh, we know what's important to you. But folks, expect more of these machete attacks. Um, the FBI th- and thank you. Uh, Beth and Beth and R uh, 
from Louisiana writes in the FBI is investigating this. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess they are. So thank mm-hmm. you so much. No, this is true. Um, um, uh, he came to each table, just started hitting them. One of the diners, Karen Bass, said yep. to CBS News, there was a man on the floor bleeding, and there was blood on the floor. It was awful. It was carnage. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. Um, but we're going to be seeing a rise, and, and I believe this to be true. We're going to be seeing a rise in domestic violence here, domestic incidents involving uh, terrorist attacks or attacks against specifically two types, or really three types. We're, we're going to be seeing a rise based on everything I've researched and investigated. We're going to be seeing an immediate rise, a drastic rise in uh, uh, religious bias, mm-hmm. hate crimes. Okay, that's mm-hmm. number one. And I'm talking about violence. Uh, in America? Uh, in America here, yes. Okay. And it's going to increase against along the uh, uh, ideological lines, specifically Muslims versus Christians and Jews. That's Are we going to have one. Protestants versus Catholics? No, no, not going to have that. <laughs> Just wondering. Uh, no, well, you know what? Perhaps because no, there's we're enough at the end of, of times, right? I mean, the, with the tongue being the sword... There's been uh, uh, yeah more of that than than any other type of but, but, but the, the other two we're going to see the black on white white on black uh, the racial upset that's going to be a, a close second so you're going to see that the, the uh, largely religious in, uh, uh, motivated attacks specifically by Muslims against Jews and Christians and the second of all the second type is going to be uh, the racial divide and thirdly yeah. you're going to see something I, I don't think we've seen before but you, because when the with the economy and I, and I think this this needs to be mentioned with the economy the way it is and with the banks potentially in trouble you're going to see more people lash out it's going to be between the haves and the have-nots and I, I, I don't I dislike saying that I dislike characterizing it in that fashion but the people who believe that they have a right to other people's money or or the people who believe that they've been wronged by the one percent right the, so you're gonna I mean, whatever that, however you want to characterize that but that's going to be happening more and, and we saw that with occupy wall street very you much know? Yep. and uh i see articles hinting to that you know stating how uh the benefits for the elderly like social security <laughs> retirement things that they actually paid into and earned are, are such a drag on the economy and, and sucking them, you know, the wealth from the youth. And it's not said like we're going to, you know, line these people up and put them in death panels and get rid of them. But it is said in the way that they are letting people know that this seems to be a problem. You know, the, the, the way that how much these old people get in, in, uh, which barely allows them to pay rent and have groceries and, and enough money for medicine. Uh, these people look at as, uh, undeserving of these people to have it, these older people to have it, even though it's money that they actually pay. It's like telling somebody they're not entitled to their savings account because, uh, you know, they're poor. Um, it, it's sad to see. And, and that is, is jealousy. It's envy. It is uh, part entitlement. You know, these there's a generation of people that I don't understand the mentality because I was never taught this way that you are going to be given a free lunch or there's something owed to you or you have handouts coming. I was taught you have to earn everything you get. And not only that, what you earn, you have to take care of properly and responsibly. Advice I wish I would have followed uh, a lot more than I have. But um, there, for some reason, whether it's coming from the education system or whatever, the programming and conditioning from the music to TV shows, 
people in the younger generations feel entitled to free stuff, free money, free everything. And they don't think of it as uh, uh, something that is, is worth money. They think of it as something that should be freely given. They think that a job should not be earned, that it should be given. And then when you have the job, you should not have to work for your salary. Just showing up is enough. They just go on and on about, uh, you know, being um, basically the 99% where the 1% have all the wealth. Well, it's true that, you know, 80 families own 50% of the world's wealth. That is true. Yeah. And but that's about the problem. It has nothing to do with the people who make 100000 200000 even a million dollars a year. Well, and you're right. It's it, there, there's that that perception, and then there's the uh, uh, sense of entitlement. And to some extent, it's 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 a genuine. Um, there, there's some rational ra- rationale behind it. There's some. Uh, well, you know, if I was brought up my whole life with you telling me that uh, our neighbor, uh, <laughs> the neighbor that has the you know the uh, I don't know. The beautiful gold statue in their front yard that you know that was really yours and the neighbor stole it and uh, right uh, without telling the truth of the matter you know I can see how a person can get into uh, conditioning and programming as you as you had said and, and that's and that's what we're, we're really we're at the tail end here or not I shouldn't say the tail end we're really at the full throttle part of the conditioning and, and programming we got some good news well yep. semi good news from Larry Larry M our Baltic Dry Index expert. This is good news. Up one point. Up one point. All right. Thank you. Hey, it's not down. Well, yeah. How low can it go? Kind of like you know. Up one dance. point to two ninety one. Well, there you there you Thanks, go. Thanks, Larry, for making my weekend. Our resident Baltic Dry Index uh, man, Larry from Santa Clarita, California. All right. Um, so. Uh, yeah, we got a number of stuff to get into. Yeah. I don't want to know, know where you want to go from well, here. Well, I, I want to mention this because it's, uh, I think this is, to understand, to understand the culture of death that we are facing in this country and to understand the culture of death that is taking place. And, and you, I'm going to, I'm going to just mention this event and then I'm going to explain why it's really super important to, in my belief. ISIS uses a four-year-old British boy nicknamed Jihadi Jr. as this brutal executioner in this video. And you can, the video is, you can find it online. I'm not, we're not going to even address it. But um, ISIS terrorists have issued this video that shows this four-year-old boy, it's a British boy, nicknamed Jihadi Jr., blowing up prisoners, okay? The footage, the video shows this little boy named Issa Dare pushing a button on a remote-controlled device seconds before a car explodes into a ball of flames. It's the second time that this boy has been used in, in these brutal propaganda videos by ISIS or by these Muslim terrorists. He, he's pictured wearing a black headband in military-style fatigues. He's not, not killed, though? No, no. He, he announces to the camera beforehand that we are going to kill all of the non-believers, all of the kufars over there, uh, now, the Mirror Online had a story on this. The New York Daily News picked it up. And, and this is all kind of just surface candy. This is all icing. This is all just at the periphery. And, and I'm going to get into the, the depth of the importance of this here in just momentarily. But when you look at the video, the, the 
the tags on the video and as well as the uh, uh, subtitles and, and the description. It was said to be have been, been filmed in Syria. And then this masked man threatens David Cameron, the British Prime Minister, and accusing him of sending the so-called spies into the, the uh, into ISIS in Syria. And this guy says, well, today we're going to kill your spies the same way they helped you kill our brothers. So prepare your army, gather your nations, as we too are preparing our army. Now, last month, this little boy's family were said that they were devastated uh, that he was being used in these grisly videos, okay? In other words, hey, where's my four-year-old? Hmm. You know, it's you know, it's eight o'clock in the morning. You know where your child is, right? They are pure evil for doing this to that little child. Pure evil. I burst into tears when I saw it was him. Now, this, according to uh, uh, an immediate family member, this young boy. All right. So, why is this even important? Or you know, why why is this one boy, this one film, this one event, this one issue so important? Because we know ISIS uses these uh, the, these. Uh, uh, young yeah. people. Why? Well, okay. Here's they use any and any and everybody that they can. Innocent women, Christians. Uh, right. Well, and and once more, I, I look at this and I see a lot, a whole lot of websites out there blaming Muslims, and, and I and I totally understand this. If you look back to what we had talked about all throughout the last, well, even a month ago, or, or since the first of the year, we we had talked about the the. Uh, uh, we, we have talked about the, uh, the, the programming of these, of young people. We have talked about the mind control. We have talked about the, we talked about Islam being weaponized. Mm-hmm. Okay, now websites will go out and, we, and we'll properly identify. And even Muslim experts like Bill Warner we had on, again, properly identify. So we can say, how can uh, Islam, Islam be weaponized? The same way prosperity preaching can be. Well, of, in a yes, way. yes, yes, and and that's not too far off in my view uh, an analogy. But but here's here's what here's what I believe is important. Um, we are we are led to believe that that Islam is, and and I agree with this. Islam is a religion is is a religion that's violent, based on violence, based on the Quran and such. But but where people stop and where everyone kind of loses the ball before crossing the the uh, the goal line is is who is actually controlling the programming who's actually doing who's actually weaponizing these children who's actually behind this um the people training the four-year-old british boy what is you know what's the impetus here well you've got two things at play you've got the united states and our coalition partners and i use that term or that phrase broadly to describe nato and any western country that's involved in uh upsetting the leader leadership and bombing villages and whatever, but primarily the U.S., Israel, and, and all countries that are involved in the campaign of of destruction against or campaign of um, uh, toppling leadership all throughout the world, whether it be in South America, Central America, Middle East. So we've done this for so long that it's we, we there's with impunity, and even worse without the consent of the american people or the people in the west so fine bang we we uh uh we do this so by virtue of those actions we are creating orphans we are creating just this immense catastrophic scenario in syria you can see it in syria where fifty thousand in aleppo alone are basically without homes today um in syria 
where Russia's saying, "Hey, you know, you guys came in here, you blew up things, now we're, uh, you know, we we we're going to be picking up the pieces." So you've got that component. But the other com- side of the uh, other side of the uh, equation is you've got um, the uh, the Nazi mentality. Remember, during World War II, in, in the up, running up to World War II, you had the National Socialists of the Nazi Party, Himmler especially, saying, well, Christianity, it, we can't really do much to weaponize Christianity because of the, of the, uh, it lacks the, well, in Himmler's uh, statement, it lacks the necessary manliness. Okay, I'm paraphrasing from Himmler. Um, uh, however, we can take Islam and weaponize Islam and to use them to fight against all non-Muslim people and that they became multiple, there were multiple brigades of, of Islamic fighters during World War II wearing Nazi uniforms in SS uniforms. All right? Not, not too many people know that. So the same thing is happening today or an extension of that is happening today. So you've got this, you've got this um, Nazi mindset this Nazi ideology that's driving this programming of these of ISIS of these terrorists. Uh, so com- you've got the cause and the effect. You've got the cause of the bombing, and the effect being the response from these people. N- not to say that's a legitimate excuse, but in their eyes, it is. And then you got the programming, which is really an extension of the Nazi ideology, which has never left the American. Uh, psyche or in the American political system. So th- those are two reasons. Meanwhile, you've got the New York Daily News and other other uh, other publications and websites, even to the extent of some conservative websites and, and progressive, and especially liberal web- websites. I, I, I got taken to the woodshed about my uh, video by by somebody who's a conservative runs a conservative website, saying, "Hey, you know, why are you picking on conservatives uh, with respect to the Burns Oregon uh, assessment?" Well, be- because we already know. <laughs> The progressives and liberals and Marxists are not going to talk about talk right about this. So because we've conservatives, got to get, yeah. conservatives, conservatives, yeah, go on. <laughs> okay, conservatives. The reason is is because you cannot, with one breath, say how sick you are of the labeling of being a domestic terrorist for loving the Constitution and, and the American flag, yet root for the government to annihilate people who believe the same right that's right. why exactly and people mistook you know my, it's like my, they're, my they're words. like the politicians hypocrites well right i mean we 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 can we know what to expect from the uh, progressives we know what to expect from the marxists we know that bernie sanders is not going to come out in favor of capitalism so you don't even don't even preach to him or don't even talk to him about capitalism or, or the virtues of capitalism or whatever it might be we know where he stands we know where the progressives stand so why should i even bother talking to them I, I would have no audience. So talk to the conservatives. That's why. And, and so, so it's the same way here um, to a large extent. We're looking at the, the programming where people understand the threat by, by the Muslims, especially in this country, but they're not taking, it, taking the ball past the goal line. They're not seeing the entire complete picture, and that's, that's my problem I have. Um, Yes, yes, we have a problem with Islamic violence, but but what's behind that in the larger view? Well, it's it's this Nazi ideology that never died. 
And this is why it's so important, even at this late hour, to go back and to talk about the, the Nazi uh, ideology, to talk about the Tavistock influence, to talk about uh, things like the, how we were programmed from from World War II and into the 50s and with the Cold War and 60s with Vietnam and, and the counterculture and all of this. Because in order to understand today, you should have a good understanding, working understanding of what, what we've had over the last, uh, you know, six decades. And, and that's just me. But it obviously can go back further. But uh, really the, the, the hot stuff is right here in the last, I'll say in the last 30 years. So... That's why it's important. That's why we do go back and we do talk about Tavistock. We do talk about the counterculture. We do talk about the Nazis. We talk about, and even yesterday uh, with Dr. Lake talking about the Nazi, not in this context, but talking about the uh, Nazis, Nazi activity, uh, briefly making reference to that, to, to the, the, the uh, uh, well, was it Dr. Lake who talked about the Nazi bell or no? Was that Anthony? That was no, Anthony Pash. Um, yeah. But but Dr. Lake, I think, referenced the, the Nazis as well during during that uh, marvelous interview, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, this is why it all, all of these things fit together. They all tie together. So Yes, they do. All right. Um, and uh, let's uh, do this. Oh, be, the, Joe, let me ask you real quick. I didn't get a chance to ask you this. Did you see the commercial for Mountain Dew? Um, I don't have cable anymore. Okay. Well, uh, this was actually a commercial. If you watch some of the YouTube videos... You'll see the the um, advertisements put in there for Mountain Dew. Have, have, how many people have seen this? It's a baby monkey and uh, no, no. it's a chimera. It's a, it's a baby monkey and and uh, uh, puppy, I think. What's part the, baby? What's part. the um, significance? Well, what is it? Well, thanks, Eric. Is it like man, bear, pig? <laughs> well, it, it's actually kind of a, a really a gross, and I mean gross, um, image of. Of a puppy, monkey, and baby. The legs of a baby with a diaper. The uh, body of a monkey, or yeah, body of a monkey, and the head of a like a um, what do they call those little dogs with a smush face? A pug. Pugs. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so only you and my dad, Eric. <laughs> of course, Eric said. Uh, What's funny because lady. my my wife doesn't she thinks those are the ugliest dogs in the world yet her favorite cats are Persians which have flat faces just like pugs do, the pug dogs do so no, I'm telling you you know all dogs are all dogs are good looking but, but anyway um, yeah so uh, the reason I asked that before the top of the hour was because the there are top U.S. intelligence officials today calling uh, gene editing a, a weapon of mass destruction. And the only oh, yeah. okay, the only reason I brought that up is I know you're, you've got some stuff on the other side, and I want to prepare you for that because there's I don't a know new, how many people saw a new document, um, and there's some stuff that slipped by us. You know, the uh, Center for Device and Radiological Health released their 2016-2017 strategic priorities. Yep. Which uh, I know I've been doing research on person-centered medicine. Well, they, White House, at the end of November uh, 2015, released the Precision Medicine Initiative Privacy and Trust Principles, and this is the uh, Precision, Precision, <laughs> Precision Medicine Initiative to accelerate biomedical discoveries and medical devices to work with engaging individuals and patients. We'll be right back, folks, on this Friday edition with your calls and more news.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. Uh, great program for you lined up, taking your calls right now, beginning right now, opening the phone lines, 844-769-2944. That's 844-769-2944. Eyes all over the place, but especially on the economy, folks. Uh, understand this. Um, right now we're seeing the death spiral of Deutsche Bank global economic and banking collapse is, is soon to, to well it's I think we're already seeing it play out here um, if you if you go to silverdoctors.com one article that was posted by the doc of course um, talking about the situation with Deutsche Bank and the communications between him and and uh, uh, Paul Craig Roberts, and this kind of struck my, it got my attention here. The Deutsche Bank is blowing up. Dr. Paul Gre- Craig Roberts, in an email to the Silver Doctors, I believe it was, or the author at Silver Doctors, uh, said that it was reported that uh, the bank's CEO had released a memo to the employees of Deutsche Bank saying, hey, everything's cool. Just relax. You might be hearing some things, but it's all just bogus. Everything is just fine. Well, most people don't recall this, according to Paul Craig Roberts, that that uh, right before the tanking of Bear Stearns, the, the takedown, if you will, or the making them a sacrificial lamb back in 2008, well, when Bear Stearns blew up, um, the CEO... Jimmy Kane gave uh, uh, Bear Stearns employees this pep talk and said, everything's fine, don't worry, it's all cool. Well, if you go back in uh, the, as as he writes here, in the uh, annals of epic corporate fraud induced collapses, Ken Lay gave the exact same kind of pep talk to his people right before the Enron, collapse of Enron. Very interesting. And as the adage goes, once a rumor is denied at least three times, the fact basis of the rumor has been confirmed. And now we're seeing this. It's being confirmed. Hey, we're denying it, but not a problem. Not a problem. Everything's fine. So just carry on. Carry on. Uh, it's not just Deutsche Bank. If you look at the economic landscape, the geo, or the um, economic landscape here, it's the entire system of Western banks. It's the entire Western banking ec- economy. Uh, Deutsche Bank stock is getting just hammered. It, but what people aren't seeing or not paying attention to is that Morgan Stanley, their stock was down well over 7%, or 7%, I think it was. And Bank of America stock was hit 5.5 or 5.4 percent, 5.5.4. Goldman Sachs also not a, you know not a happy camper, nearly six percent. Uh, Credit Suisse was uh, getting hit at 7.7 percent. Now these banks all have one thing in common: an exceedingly high degree of exposure to euro debt credit default swap counterparty risk that's what i'm saying is they all got they're all in they're all in you see deutsche bank goes down they're all connected and they're all going to feel the blowback from what's taking place the most stunning collapse in stock prices perhaps credits credit suisse given the uh, which has been the best performing stock among the group until last summer when uh, things kind of went sideways for them. Now, it, nearly as as a notable as, uh, uh, as Credit Suisse is Morgan Stanley, 
which has managed kind of to stay under the radar of everybody, under everybody's radar. Um, but now they're showing signs of financial distress. All right. These are creeks in the flooring here. These are creeks in the foundation, cracks in the foundation, much bigger and, and, and becoming wider, becoming more deep and, and pronounced. And it's getting harder and harder for the power, uh, globalist uh, power brokers here to cover this up. So you've got Deutsche Bank in the cascading effect with, uh, uh, with uh, 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 Credit Suisse. And I'm not sure. I'll get an email saying, that's not how you pronounce that. I don't care. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, 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 you've got uh, Bank of America. You've got Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs. So they're all connected. Before we get any further into the program, folks, want to just talk about a great night's sleep. If you are searching for a great, great night's sleep, many people are. And many people are having difficulty sleeping at night because of their mattresses. Well, traditionally, this this president's day, everyone seems to be buying mattresses, right? Or mattress shopping. Well, folks, stay at home. And, and he, here's the best way. Take my recommendations. Go to casper.com slash CFP radio or simply hagman and hagman.com and scroll down. And you'll see a, a link to Casper mattress. You'll see a link to casper.com slash CFP radio. And there, Casper has set up their own or our own little area of their website just for Hagman listeners. They've got a wonderful deal for you. But why Casper? Why not a, why not some other mattress? Well, I own Casper mattresses for my family. The mattress industry themselves, we, they, they've, not just for yourself, but for all your guests. The that's guest right. Room. Yes, yes, yes. In my sprawling twenty-five thousand square foot mansion, right? No, no. And, and this is what I like too about this: the the mattress, uh, the price of Casper mattresses. Instead of me going out to a, a mattress store, a, a furniture showroom, and, and paying the middleman, well, now Casper, the um, they have revolutionized. The mattress industry by cutting out the, the the middleman, they're not dealing with resellers and showrooms. They pass that savings directly on to you. The quality is just fantastic. A Casper mattress, you've got to lay on it to really appreciate it. It provides the, just the right balance, just the right sink. It provides re- resilience and long-lasting supportive comfort. Casper mattress is one of a kind. Don't be fooled by imitations out there. Do not be fooled by imitations because you cannot. And we had, we, we in fact, my wife had purchased a, a number of years ago from uh, the Home Shopping Network thing, you know, the, the thing that's on the... QVC? Yeah, that place, yeah. Uh, she purchased a mattress there, and, you know, it was all right. But, I, yeah, no, no, you you stack it next to a Casper mattress, but next to a Casper mattress, Casper mattress wins every time because it's got this right combination. It's a hybrid mattress that combines premium latex foam with a memory foam. It is my choice each and every time uh, for a bed. Now, mattresses often cost well over $1,500 perhaps, but Casper mattresses cost between $500 for a twin-size mattress. We have one of those for the grandchildren. And uh, uh, for a queen-size it's eight fifty, a king nine fifty. So, right there, you can see where the prices are, are great. Now, Casper understands that buying a mattress online, they can have consumers wondering how it's possible. Can, can you know? Is is it really the cool thing to do? Are we gonna? Well, look, it's risk free, completely risk free. They offer free delivery. They offer returns within a hundred day period. It's really simple. Now, think about that. Instead of lying on a bed for three to four minutes in a showroom. 
you can't tell. Casper gives you a hundred days to try it out. Can't I was I was convinced after what four three four days, man. I, I thought this is heaven. Yeah. So they have an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. It's got just the right sink and the right bounce. They combine the two technologies, latex foam, memory foam. They come together for just a better night's sleep and brighter days. Risk-free trial, return policy. Try sleeping on a Casper mattress for 100 days with free delivery, painless returns. It's made in America, and, and you can't beat the price. Folks, Casper mattress. And here is the real cool deal. You get... Listeners of the Hagman the Hagman Report, if you go to casper.com slash CFP radio and enter CFP radio as our coupon code or promo code, you get $50 off or $50 toward any mattress purchase. So get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash CFP radio and using CFP radio as, as the promo code there. Terms and conditions apply, of course. And, folks, if you're watching online, check it out. You'll know you're in the right place when you see Hagman and Hagman Report under the Casper banner at their website. That's casper.com slash Radio. So proud to be a sponsor of that mattress. And you're right, Joe. Um, yeah, it's we have, them, we have them for guests. We have them for us. And the lady just loves them. Uh, four paws up. All paws in the air for a lady. So... Now, your call's on. Joe, I'm going to go ahead and kick it to you. And, uh, yeah, to take let's us. go right to the phones. We're going to go to Maria in Virginia first. And after that, Lars, Jerry, Holly, Joel, and Bill. Maria, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, guys. I'll be quick because I'm sure you've got a lot of callers. Uh, this relates to what you said about Satanists for Bernie Sanders. The okay. Satanists are really coming out of the closet there's a news article with the title Satanic Church to Deliver Opening Prayer for Phoenix City Council Meeting. That was denied, this will be done but yes. In February. What's that, that was actually that I I watched a news report last night that the uh, councilmen voted that down. They said they would not do that at the same time that the, for the first time in 40 some years no prayer Christian no or prayer otherwise will be issued. But the Satanic the prayer will not be, be allowed yep. either. Yep. So the, their defense against it was to totally shut down prayer, which means silencing yes. the Christians and keeping us from praying. And probably what the uh, original goal of the group in the first place was. Right, but it's also in your face going mainstream. I mean, they used to be much more hidden about what they were doing. Now, here's something else. This is a precursor to having our nation become a totalitarian dictatorship and it's also a precursor to serious persecution of Christians. Remember that Hitler and his Nazi leaders were heavy-duty occultists who hated Christianity, although Hitler pretended to be a Christian, but that was a lie. And then he, I've seen, he took over the churches, basically, and then persecuted all the ones that wouldn't cave in. I've seen photographs of churches with, with swastikas on their altars and, you know, politically correct sermons and that kind of junk. And Karl Marx claimed to be an atheist, but actually he was a hardcore Satanist. Yes, he was. So, yep. Uh, yep. The yep. bad news yep. is that the bad guys are gaining ground, and they are using Tavistockian methods to try to destroy Christianity. The good news is that God is much greater. His grace is sufficient for us, 
And God is able to make everything work out for the long-term eternal good of his people. That's Romans 8.28, and that's my bottom line, and we need to keep remembering that whenever we look at the news. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for everything you do. I just want to say, you know, Maria, on air, and of course, for those people who don't know, this is Maria Canese, the author of Prepare for Persecution and a number of other books, which we're going to be talking about here next week, and there's a reason next week but i do want to say thank you because you have sent a lot of great information to me i have used and in fact the uh, uh the two uh refer two stories tonight i referenced uh had your analyses and information so i just want to publicly thank you for your um information that you've sent sent to me thank you so much well god it's, bless it's, you i'm glad it did some good you know yeah, what it's amazing what, what an old lady who uh, has physical problems can do sitting in her bedroom with a computer. You know, we can still contribute to the war effort, right? Amen to that. And you're an <laughs> yes, inspiration you to a lot of people. For all the stuff you put out, it's, I mean, I, at your, as young as I am, and, and to see what you put out, I feel ashamed. Well, God bless you, dear. I'll throw you a hug, and you shouldn't. You, what you're doing is wonderful. So I'm so glad you and your dad are on track as a team. That does my heart good every time I see you guys together. Well, thank you. God bless. Have a God good night, Maria. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. Up next, we're going to go to Lars in California. Lars, welcome back to the Agnew hey, Agnew Court. Hey, Lars. Thanks, guys. Uh, hi. How you guys doing? We are doing great. Amen. Hey, uh, Joe, go to First Kings 3, verse 9 through 11. 9 through 11. First Kings 3, 9 through 11. And I just wanted to thank you guys for giving the saints a voice. And um, I'm driving back from Monterey. Uh, the Lord just moved mightily. Uh, the favor of God is so phenomenal. Um, and I just, it's not a, it's not a, uh, uh, you need to, but it's a command that we, he says, I command you to be strong and courageous, saints of God. And if you can read that scripture, then I'll give you a For, quick uh, First Kings 3, 9 through 11? Yes, sir. Okay. Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may be discerned between good and bad. For who is able to judge this, thy so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked thyself for thyself long life, neither has riches for thyself, has asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for the life or for thyself understanding to discern judgment. And just to twelve, I'll go through that. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given the why thee a wise and understanding heart so that there is none like thee before thee neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee Amen and Jesus said we would do greater than he and uh, the first of February uh, the TV series came out Lucifer and this is all the just the rolling out of uh, the mark of the beast and uh, people are being shown absolute truth and it's still a choice so the people that want to go and pray to Satan, let them, because they're going to they're going to continue doing that. The first day of this month, that rolled out. The attack that I noticed in the first two days of the first and the second was uh, pretty pretty intense. But I, I was just praising God, and then I found out that on the third, uh, Doug and Joe had a dream, and in the dream I saw a 
wicked, wicked cloud down, like looking from the sky down to the earth, and it was like a wicked, satanic cloud, twister, uh, uh, tornado. I looked to my right up into the heavens over my right shoulder, and two fireballs came down upon that area. And this, everything is being rolled out exactly the way God said it would be. And, and I just want to talk to uh, the people that have been frustrated with, you know, uh, our brethren because of whatever. We need to get past all this stuff, walk in the power of God Almighty, and He is going to do exploits with His rent. And I just ask God that you would touch Doug and Joe with uh, just your power, your grace, and your fire touch the audience like never before, Yahweh. And we thank you that you're the King of glory, and you reign on high, and we just thank you. And that's all I got, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lars. Thank you, Lars. Have a great night, and God bless you. We're going to go to Jerry next, uh, after Jerry, then Holly, Joel, and Bill. Jerry, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Yes, good evening, guys, uh, from snowy West Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. I'd like to ask the audience to call in and tell us where all these FEMA detention camps are springing up. You know, we don't, we know that they're on their way. We don't know where they are. We heard that Walmart was going to be changed into several of these camps. I mean, there's all kind of fictitious information out there, and we frankly really don't know. And I think the well, audience should call in and tell us where all these places are that they spot. How about, uh, I do you one better. How about I show you on the government's own website? where they list that they are. And these aren't exactly FEMA camps. These are fusion centers. Well, it, it, but, but, yeah, I don't think... Now, caller, you have a point. Joe, the fusion centers, we have... I, I've, I've been or seen, I shouldn't say been to, but I've seen the one from the outside in on Grand Island, New York, okay? Yeah, we were there. Right. Um, I don't think you... I don't think it would be... FEMA camps are, are um, kind of like what you would expect in a emergency situation when they set up a triage. Right, right. So I know what you're talking about. Uh, but I will uh, no, tell you see, this. The, the only th- thing is, I think at, at my age, I really am concerned because we frankly really know ZIP. And yep. uh, I think that people that are aware and out there and up front and are honest, as most people are, they should be telling in. There should be a map posted of all the people that call in and say, in this state, these are the towns that have been located. And secondly, I'd like to know more about the food uh, dev- confiscation. What is it? Bill 13630. Yes. Uh, not to change the subject. But I think that's important, too, for people to understand that uh, things like this are going to be regulated. And I'll hang up. Well, thank you so much for your call. And uh, you're right, Jerry. People who are in the know need to... Exactly. ...to, to say something. Um, you well, know, thanks just again. Like, All right, thank you, Jerry. Thanks, Have a good night. Yeah, and he's got a point. And I don't conflate. Yes, don't don't conflate. Let's not conflate the uh, fusion centers with the FEMA. Well, camps. no, I, people, people should understand that the fusion centers are the uh, the uh, a big part of this, this Department of Homeland Security national security matrix that encompasses FEMA camps, and uh, you know from the Demi- uh, Department of Homeland Security's ICE facilities that obviously are not used for immigration. Okay, and that's yet a third. 
part of the equation. Right. To, okay. the, yeah. to the Walmarts that have closed down that yeah. have very interesting things being brought, like uh, barbed wire right. uh, fencing and, and those guard tower type things to actual... Yeah, and you've got malls being built with guard towers. Right. Well, the fusion centers are the... And obviously, we've been divided into nine different regions, FEMA regions. Ten. Ten regions, Ten. I'm sorry. Uh, and, you know, each region serves a, a certain purpose. It has its own headquarters. But there are 72 fusion centers in America. These and, are the and those are data collection yes, centers. Okay. Intelligent and data collection centers right. that take uh, inventory of everything you buy, you know, who you talk to, who your acquaintances are, et cetera, et cetera. Well, and you can look hold, hold on. I, I would say that they're more in a, just real quick, Joe. Just to be clear, because a lot of people are going to misquote us or, or say something different, the fusion centers are operated by the Department of Homeland Security. Um, it, well, I'll just leave it at that. But what they do is they, they fuse the data that is collected, and they disseminate that data to the local law enforcement, state, local, county, whatever, municipal. So it, it's kind of a it's a two-way highway system of data and information. Information comes from the local, state, municipal law enforcement agencies to the fusion centers and the data goes into the fusion centers and goes to the uh, police department. So it's a two-way highway system of data and information that they process it there and they use that then um, to, uh, well, I'll just leave it at that. That's our primary function for the fusion centers. Now, which the other aspect you go ahead and talk about the, the the FEMA centers because those are the FEMA detention camps or the what, we, what did you call them the uh, ref, uh, refugee uh, if you, uh, the if resettlement camp or, yeah for for a disaster for example um, yeah the um, treat like a triage center the FEMA camp right and anything could be turned into those okay well, I shouldn't say anything right. but but for example um, they, they have if you go the, to the, the DOD's website and you look up civil disturbance or civil disobedience uh, policies. If you look up the uh, Homeland Security, um, their uh, guidances on what to do during uh, civil disturbances or internment, resettlement, and operations, that PDF, it tells you how to transform a school bus into a bus of prisoners. Uh, it tells you how to transform a, a school or a uh, stadium into a, uh, a prison camp. All the instructions are in there, diagrams, maps, pictures. They show you. And they've done drills with the kids. Um, Dave Hodges broke a story where they did a similar drill with a, a group full of children at a school where they took them by bus to a stadium, not allowing the parents to know where they went exactly. or to come get their kids. Uh, Hodges has done, Dave Hodges has done so much uh, uh, investigation and research on these. It's amazing what he has uncovered, him and in the his news director and mm -hmm. others. Now, I'll just let's uh, keep taking yeah, calls. Let's go, Holly. You're up next. Thanks for holding. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Yahweh bless you. Meet Doug and meet Joe. I can't believe I'm on your show right now. I'm a little bit nervous to speak. I can't believe you're on our show either. Well, how'd you get on? Hey, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so well, you guys answered my phone call, so that's how I'm here. Um. I've been listening to you guys for a while now, and I'm really grateful and appreciative to you and everyone in your chat room. You had Rustis are on your show a couple times, and It'll be that's on Monday. how. Yes, and that's how I found you guys. <laughs> I'm really grateful for your show. I'm an ex-super soldier, 
So when Russ Ooh, and Laura talk uh-oh. about, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I'm not active. I am married to Yeshua Hamashiach, and I am resaved and rebaptized to Yeshua Hamashiach. Um, I woke up about 14 months ago, and I've been recalling a lot of memories from my past. But tuning into your show gives me a chance to be. Are, are you an are, Holly? Are you an SRA victim, a satanic ritual abuse uh, victim? Yes, I am. All right. And if you don't mind, can you just briefly tell the listeners what a uh, super soldier is? And praise the Lord that you're on the other side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, unless well, that's the unless Lord, it's difficult. I believe, if I'm correct that I was created in a test tube in underground military bases. I was then implanted in my biological mother's womb. She gave birth to me, and all of my life I remember being in underground military bases as well as living a normal life in society, going to school and high school and prom. But um, I remember other kids being in government military bases and we had a lot of traumas and tortures done to us such as electrocution and rape Um, we were made to fight other super soldiers and it's really hard to explain things because I probably sound crazy but I remember being off planet I remember fighting fallen entities here on earth I remember some of the satanic rituals that were done, and I've been coming to terms with all of this. And Holly, you said something important that it does sound crazy, but let me assure people out there, there is... Uh, There's a whole other world that the non divider yes, has no clue exists. And, and, and I can state, uh, not seen with my own eyes, but um, I know for sure what, what goes on to a degree. Uh, and it's not a lie. And, and everything she said is not an exaggeration at all. Um, oh, boy, you just gave me vindication. Thank you so much. I've been tuning in to you in your chat room, and, oh, it's given me so much peace and help. Well, well, that's good. You, you know, we're all in this together, and, and you're a child of God. That's all, you know, it doesn't matter. Um it doesn't matter how you came to be. In this case, it matters that you are saved right now, and you're a child of God. And we, you know, you're, we care for you. Others care for you. You know, you know where you're going. And um, amen. I, that's it. You know, and, and folks, understand one thing: there is so much that we don't know. That that and, and Holly, have you? Does Russ have you worked with Russ, or has Russ worked with you, or? interacted with you at all? Well, I met Russ two different times last year. He was the one that baptized me in September 2015 to Yeshua. I tune in every day to his broadcast, but also on Tuesday evenings for his spiritual warfare. I get into the chats, and I talk to him, and I talk to other people. I gave him the same testimony that back in September when he baptized me that I'm giving to you this evening. Oh God bless you. I mean, Holly, I, I've worked with Russ. Um, I've had the op- I, let me rephrase that. I've had the um, humbling pleasure to to work with Russ on a, on a couple of different occasions. I, I've seen things 
that you I've want to work believed. with Russ until you work with Russ. I, I have, yeah, there, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, you think you want to do this? No, you don't, because I there I've seen things that I could not believe. So, Amen. Mm. Me too. But I have to be honest. I study his online courses because I hope one day that I can go into his line of work and into his field of work. Um, I believe I have some gifts from Yahweh, and I don't want to squander them. But I also don't want to squander all the personal experience I've had. And if I was exposed to it in a bad way as a child growing up, then maybe as an adult I can do something good. So I just pray that in the future I can work alongside him or next to someone just like him. Hmm. Well, we will keep you in our prayers and... um we Boy. hope that the chat room continues to help you and, and that other people who are believers continue to uh, help you as well and help uh, fellowship with each other as that's you know really all we have on this earth right Amen. now. Amen. And, and Holly, we, we will pray for you and thank you for sharing a bit of your testimony and thank you for your information about uh, you know what a, what a super soldier is and just God bless you and, and thank you. For being part of our uh, Yahweh bless you. Meet Doug and meet Joe. I love you guys and I love everyone on your chat and thank you so much for accepting me. It means the world to me. Yahweh bless you and all yours in Yeshua's name. God bless. Thank you. Thanks, Holly. Have a good night. The headline on Drudge, ladies and gentlemen, Christian conservatives under siege, of course. That's we know thanks for the apparently the memo's out now. That's what I was reading earlier. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, and right, I mean, we opened the show basically with this, but understand um, this, folks, and then we're going to get back to the calls. Uh, it was interesting. Uh, I'm going to reference this because I've been asked to by a couple of individuals who emailed me in, in private and said, look, did you hear about this? Rush Limbaugh yesterday, I think it was, well, no, it was Wednesday, he had come out and said, uh, if conservatism, is your only priority, then there's no choice other than Ted Cruz. All right. This was during his program. And if, if being a conservative is your, is your thing, is your bag, if conservative, if being a conservative is the dominating factor in how you vote, then he, he said there's no other choice for you in this campaign than Ted Cruz because you are exactly right. This is the closest in our lifetimes we have ever been to Ronald Reagan. Okay. Now, again, I'm just going to toss in here. Uh, I'm going to consult the transcript from Rush Limbaugh. And people might say, well, who cares what Rush says? No, you got to understand, in the in the um, area of politics, Rush is a big voice. Well, Rush said this, and I'm not going to get into it because we're, we're going to go back to the phones. I'm not going to get deep into it, this, but this is a bookmark in this program. Rush said during a, during calls that he was taking, in reference to a caller who said, uh, was talking about Donald Trump. Uh, I'll just, I'll just read the transcript by Rush Limbaugh or read the, uh, what Rush Limbaugh said about, uh, uh, about Cruz. He said this. Take abortions out because that's a Supreme Court thing. We got rid of abortion as a legislative democratic issue back in 1973. So all abortion is, is a talking point. There won't be any deals on abortion. Maybe partial birth legislation, but throw that out. I, I still get your point, he says, referencing the caller. Is Trump so good that Harry Reid or Pelosi or whoever it is is going to give up 
and give in and let Trump have what he wants. Out of the entire transcript, multi-page transcript, I just want to throw that out to you, the listeners of this program. The people who are monitoring the mainstream political theatrical divide that is continuing. Here you have Rush Limbaugh. Regardless of what you think of the man, whether you, you like him or don't, it doesn't matter. That's not the issue here. Whether you agree with him or you don't, again, that's not the issue. The issue is bracketed or at the epicenter of the conservative my uh, uh the uh, i'm sorry the republican or the right ideology at the epicenter is to me this statement take abortion out because that's a supreme court thing we got rid of abortion as a legislative legislative democratic issue back in 1973 so all abortion is is a talking point there won't be any deals on abortion maybe partial birth legislation but throw that out i still get your point see folks that right there tells i I think should tell everybody who is a, a christian and still placing hope in a political solution that there is none. I'm not agreeing with uh, I'm not agreeing with Rush. I'm agreeing with the, or I'm, I'm just pointing out the perception that is out there in the mainstream political um, venue. That's all I wanted to say. All right, let's go back to the phones. Joel, you're up next. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Welcome, Joel. How are you guys doing? Good, man. How's your weather? Oh, it's uh, uh, like 15. It's not as good as yours. Feels like zero. I'm sure of it. It's been 73 and sunny today here. I hate to tell you that. Yet you did. Well, I'm sending Joel. you a jar of, I, of frozen air on the, on the way down there for you. That's okay. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Guys, my heart's just breaking uh, the last caller, Holly. Wow. Yes. I'm just so tender for her. Uh, my eyes are just not dry right now. I'm just thankful that Jesus redeemed her through his blood, aren't y'all? Amen to that. And, and you know what, Joel? Um, you, you know, I, I was so surprised by when you, when you sit down and, and you really work with Ross and you understand that the, uh, the number of people who have been, who have been, um, Victims, victims. There you go. Victimized. Oh, yeah. I'm so thankful for her. I really am. My heart's just so tender for people like that. Uh, it just pumped me up and made me sad at the same time, but glad for her. Uh, yeah, we don't have to be sad because she's on the other side right. of this, and now she's oh, she's more equipped than most of us to to deal with the spiritual aspects of things. Oh yes. Praise Jesus for that, you know. Yep. I almost forgot to listen to you guys. Me and Alicia had a 25th anniversary the other day, and my niece sent me a book, uh, The Babylon Code, and I got to reading it this morning, and about 15 minutes into y'all's show, I forgot. I'm sorry. But uh, I'm about three-quarters of the way through that book, and I had to put it down to listen to y'all, but... Well, Joel, uh, uh, you, because we, we've we've really uh, we've really promoted the Babylon Code. That's Paul McGuire. What do you think of that? What's your what's your takeaway from that? What do you what do you think? Well, I'm telling you, it's some good stuff. 
and I've started in on it at 7 o'clock this morning, and I'm about three-quarters of the way through it right now. And I, I just hadn't been able to put it down today. You know, when I got into it, it was just, man, it's did, just, it's did good. You, did you get the opportunity to read uh, A Prophecy of the Future of America? No, not yet. Okay. Okay. I just wanted to know if you if you could compare them, but that's okay. Um, that's my next. That's my next thing. Which my niece got it for me and for me the other day, and she said this is for your anniversary, and I told her I appreciated it, but uh, it's really good. You uh, know, in, in our view, Joel, the uh, Babylon Code, the Shinar directed by Doctor uh, Michael Lake, in a prophecy of the future. Well, those two books, I should say, the Babylon, uh, ba- uh, the Babylon Code by. Paul McGuire and uh, Prophecy, or uh, the Shiner Directive by my, Dr. Michael Lake, it tells you everything you want to know about ancient Babylon and how, in my view, ancient Babylon and the intent or the the real um, uh, the religion behind the ancient Babylon and the Tower of Babel. Yes, yes, it is. It's a Doug. It's strange that you before I came on, you were talking about conservative and Rush Limbaugh, and uh, that's what I want to talk to you guys about uh, the, the term conservative and uh, progressive or liberal <clears throat> excuse me those two terms have been shanghaied in okay. in my opinion I uh, you know also. the term well the term conservative look at Ted Cruz they're calling him a conservative Christian <laughs> and uh, they're they're uh Look what he did in Iowa. And do you think a Christian would do what he did in Iowa? I don't. Frankly, fr- frankly, I wonder if any Christians would even enter the political arena at this point. Because you have yeah. to, I mean, I shouldn't say you have to, but, but most are fighting it at, at such a level that it's, it's such a, uh, 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 uh spiritually bankrupt level. It's incredible. Yes, and it's just just does it. That that term has been shanghaied or captured or whatever you want to call it. I used to call myself a conservative Christian or a Christian conservative, but I don't even use that term anymore. Conservative. I am a Christian first and a patriot now. I quit using that term because it has been so misconstrued. To the point they're calling people conservative that have, they're not even a, you could let all the hot air out of them and put them in a thimble and fill it half full now with the word conservative. That's you the way know, I Joel, feel. Uh, yeah, and I agree with you. And the only reason that, that, that I would use or I have used in the past, especially more in the past couple of days, the, the term or uh, descriptive term conservative, uh, to, to denote a political ideology is because Look at it this way. When you go into a foreign country and you attempt to educate or inform the masses, you have to speak their language. So when you go out to the uh, typical mainstream mom and pop out there or the the average individual who is still captivated in the right-left paradigm, by the right-left paradigm, you have to to use terms that they're familiar with. So whereas our audience, direct audience here in this program – they're, they understand. We all understand that that conservatism does not equal um, the spiritual uh, uh, 
purity or, or the, the attempt for at spiritual purity. It's just a, a political ideology. And I agree with you. Yes, it's been, it's been actually, um, uh, compromised. The, the conservative, a conservative is not, or conservatism as an ism is not what it was 20 years ago today. You are correct. It's just been, it's been taken over and the meaning of the word is just completely different than what it was 20 years ago. I agree. Uh, guys, I hadn't heard from you in a while. I want to tell you, God bless you. Y'all, both of your names are on my lips daily. And, uh, I pray for your safety and I pray for, uh, you guys to continue to build us up and get stronger and, uh, and keep us informed. And, uh, God bless both of you and I love both of you. You know that I do dearly. And I say oh, that from sure. the bottom of my heart. God bless you, my friend. You just take care of yourself, all right? We, we, we think I'm about doing, you often. Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. Uh, yeah, I really am. I'm on the mend. So, I, I'm so thankful. We've been praying for you. We I really thank you. you for that. I love you guys. And Take care. Let another God caller bless. come in. God thank bless you. you. Have a Bye-bye. good night, Joe. And Joel, uh, Joe, that was Joel. And ladies and gentlemen, is one of the finest, finest men you'll ever want to meet. Yeah, uh, a man of integrity, a man of character, just a true down to earth kind of guy. Uh, yeah, we, we think a lot of him. Pleasure you know? of talking to him several times off air, and he's a, a true believer and, and a and a great man yeah. and friend. Bill, up next from Colorado, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Uh, thank you, Joe. Thank you, Doctor. I've been listening the last few nights, and there's a couple of topics on my heart. I'd like to get into them a little bit. Sure. One of them is one of them is who the restrainer is. The other is why Islam is making inroads in America. The third one is about Lady Gaga. I don't know if you have one of interest that you want to talk about, but I'd like to touch on all of them briefly if you don't mind. Well, yeah, let's take the middle one first. I, I, I just was making inroads. Yeah, and, and I think you know uh, nature abhors a vacuum, and I think once you remove the Judeo-Christian um, uh, fabric or rend that fabric in America, what's left? Well, when, when you when you strike the take down Judeo-Christian values. It, it, well, you, it's got to be filled by something. Is it filled with? atheism no because not necessarily atheism is not as popular as one might think um so that's my answer to that but what do you think well i've been you know dr lake was talking about the remnant that exists outside of church and i've been there 30 plus years and for 30 plus years when i bring things to people's attention in the scriptures they don't they've always opposed them or didn't want to hear them because either they think it's too far from where they're at or whatever other reasons, but Revelation 14 talks about bringing the sword and a harvest, and that harvest is heads. It's the wheat harvest. And the people who, Christians who go to church, who keep their testimony, I believe, are going to lose their heads, uh, given their lives as martyrs, witnesses for their faith. And the ones who abandon their faith and take the mark of the beast, well, they have perdition, you know, for themselves. But Revelation 14, places like Ezekiel said, 
four of Yahweh's judgments, one of them is the sword. And if he brings it against the land, nobody's going to stop what he does. He's bringing the sword against the land for apostasy, in plain out truth. And it starts in the churches. We know this from the word, because it says judgment begins in the house of God. So when people don't want to hear the Holy Spirit tell them the truth of the word, and you know those epistles in Revelation 2 and 3, it talks about four villains. talks about Jezebel, talks about Balaam, talks about Jews who say they are not Jews, and it talks about uh, the Nicolaitans. Nicolaitans is a word that means subjugate the laity. In other words, divide the unity of the spirit by having a separate clergy and a separate uh, laity, and then have one dominate the other. The Balaams are always selling the kingdom and merchandising, sharing the flock for their own profit. And then the uh, Jews who say they are not Jews, uh, that's answered in Romans chapter 2, where it tells you a Jew has to have a circumcised heart. And if somebody calls himself a Jew and they don't have a circumcised heart, no matter what, whether it's Messianic Jews, religious Orthodox Jews, Edomite Jews, uh, people who say they're spiritual Jews, if they don't have a circumcised heart to meet the conditions, they're not Jews at all. So in his word, he's telling people exactly the answers if we look them up. When we look at the restrainer, for example, it's not it's not Jesus, it's not the Holy Spirit, and it's not sin that's being restrained. In context, the restrainer is the son of perdition who's restraining truth. And that's why, just like the media is suppressing truth today from all over the world, you talk about it daily, and I commend you for that, the one who's restraining is the Antichrist spirit. It happens in pulpits, it happens in programs. And when people don't stand up and hold leaders accountable, you're always going to wind up with that condition. If you cross-reference First Thess- or Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse one through twelve, with Romans one eighteen through two ten and and twelve, it'll tell you the same story. It's talking about people who exchange the truth for a lie, and they believe in their religion a false way. You know, when we face these end times, and it talks about wake up, come out of her Babylon, there's one thing to see the wolf coming, or all these different things happening on the earth, but that's only partial sight. The real sight comes into the reasons why the conditions exist, and part of that is the New Testament was addressed to Israelites in exile. The book of Galatians means exiles. The book of Hebrews is Israelites out of the land, the churches called out of Israel, and when the spin has constantly been promoted, and people have been weeded out from telling the truth about the scriptures in the place where it should be heard most, in church, then you round up with the conditions that you have for today. Uh, do you mind if I go on about Gaga? I'll finish up. No, yeah. I just have one one question. So you're saying that but the, the restrainer is the, the son of perdition or the antichrist when he's restraining truth right now. But if that, if we think that through when he is revealed, that means that the restraints on truth will also be let go? Yeah, when the truth is totally told in full, everybody who's been lying to truth about the truth will be seen for what they are. 
their allegiances will be against him and not for him, and many people will be dismayed because they put their trust in man. And the Bible said, do not honor men. Don't have respect to persons. Yeah, no respect to persons. That's that's right. Uh, okay, go ahead on, on Lady Gaga. Okay, she did her video, her latest video, and it was in an airplane hangar across the street from where they held the Super Bowl, uh, which was Levi's Stadium. Try and think in spiritual terms. Try believe I was a priest, all that. She has her Saturn II video across the street in a hangar made there. When she comes on to sing the national anthem, she's wearing a red sparkle suit with the same uh, paint on her eyes, which is an anointing. If you understand how people counterfeit the anointing, one of the ways to do it is with makeup. You have a menorah, seven holes in your head. You're supposed to have uh, cloven tongues of fire above your head. So when somebody counterfeits that anointing with makeup, doesn't have to be a woman either, uh, it could be anointing the ears with gold things that look like lights, the two nostrils with perfume, the eyelids with fire, and the mouth with lipstick. So when they come on under this false anointing, and Gaga in uh, history is related to the Sumerian gods and the uh, consort of Saturn. Saturn was the golden age, the black cube, and they want to bring this back. So she comes on singing the national anthem in a way that makes, and she's recently, she's done uh, commercials with I Left in My Heart in San Francisco, Tony, to make it all acceptable to the public. And nobody could find anything wrong, and they said it was toned down. Well, she was an angel, a seraph communicating an anointing that if people buy into that and think it's innocent, then they got the Grammys coming up Monday night. At the Grammys, they don't spell the word G-R-A-M-M-I-E-S as you normally would in English, but it's G-R-A-M-M-Y-S, like great mystery, grand mystery. So she's going to do her thing in the Grammys. She's working with Intel and Intel represents the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And Apple always had as a logo the bite from the apple. Okay, so this is the last day's representation of people eating the forbidden fruit and going into perdition for disobeying. So this is what's coming, and we are right there. Expect greater events to unfold. I know you've given me a lot of your time. I want to thank you, and I'll stop here. All right. Bill, thank you so much interesting for your call. Uh, assessment. And, and I think correct too. And if you look at some of the, uh, uh, individuals' websites and researchers, you, you go Daily Crow and, and, and others who get into the assessment of the occult from either a numbers, the occult numerology or the symbolism or a combination of all of them. Yeah. I think he's right on the money. And mm-hmm. I think we're seeing this, this, um, coalescence. This merging, this marriage between, well, it's it's high into the occult. We got four minutes before the top of the hour break. Let's go to Ron in Connecticut, and you can take us out for this hour. Ron, you're live. Hey, thanks a lot, Joe. Hi, hi, Joe. Hi, Doug. I, I have, I've been, I heard, I read today about the events coming up in Syria. I wanted to get your analysis from a Christian point of view as to what you think might be coming with. Uh, Saudi Arabia amassing what it appears to be, now I read 350,000 troops, 20,000 tanks and other things coming in 
through 25 Arabic country, uh, countries over there. And then and now Putin is saying, if you guys come in, it's war. And I also read that he would probably, if not likely, but he might, use tactical nukes in order to keep this uh, horde of uh, people from coming in. Now, if that took place, the way I see it is Obama's going to declare war on Russia. What do you think? Uh, you know, Steve Quayle at stevequayle.com linked to an interesting news article from the superstation95.com, and, and I don't know the history uh, behind this website, but I did read the article which uh, Steve Quayle linked to where it said Russia will have no choice but to use battlefield nuclear weapons to defend Syria once a ground invasion begins. Now, there's a mention of 18 days, and I, when I was talking with Steve, he said, look, I, I can't. You know, 18 days, I, I, it doesn't, putting a time limit or a time uh, period on this is not the best, uh, but he said uh, the conclusion seems to be uh, not only accurate but also uh, echoed by some of his inside sources that it may not happen in 18 days or even 18 weeks but if it if the if the events keep going the way they are certainly Syria um, will be the the battlefield that will involve a limited exchange of nuclear weapons battlefield nuclear weapons or even even other modern weaponry against uh, uh, it would be Russia v Saudi Arabia, you know, directly, uh, it ain't good. I guess that's the bottom line, and it does look like it's. What, what you know. what you're thinking about that spreading to the U.S. Uh, eventually, if uh, they do use the you know, tactical nukes there, I mean that's uh, that kind of breaks the ice, and now it's uh, the way I see it, it's open <coughs> game all around the world. What do you think? Interesting, you'd bring that up. Um, we are going to, on Tuesday, and, and this is an announcement that we have not made yet, so you can, uh, folks, uh, and, and, sir, you can be the first to hear this. On Tuesday, we're going to have yeah. a very special show, first two hours with Steve Quayle and a gentleman that, uh, is behind the movie, Amerigeddon. Amerigeddon. And, uh, yeah. it, basically, if you want to know what, uh, you know, what the U.S. faces from all of this, it's laid out in Amerigeddon. Just go to stevequail.com, scroll down all to almost the bottom of the page, and click on that link. And there you have it. With that, we're up against the you top know, of the hour I'll break. I'll listen to you Tuesday as I do every night. All right, brother. Thank Thanks, you so Ron. Much. God bless. Have a good night. We will be right back with hour number three, taking more of your phone calls and more news right after these messages. Stay with us. This is the Global Star Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our third and final hour on this Friday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We are flying solo tonight, except for the calls of our wonderful listeners out there. We've been taking calls since last hour, and we urge uh, listeners to continue to call in as we'll take calls for the rest of the show for this last hour. You can call in at 844 
Wait, 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 wait. Are you sure about that number? Are you sure about that number? I thought it was unlisted. Seven, yep, seven six nine two nine seven six nine two nine four four. That's eight four four seven six nine two nine four four. See, I thought we, we had to unlist it. But we get not. back their calls. There's an article came across. The Department of Justice prepares to step up war on domestic extremists. Senior officials with the U.S. Justice Department recently announced possible legal changes, which could allow the government greater room to combat so-called anti-government extremists. Well, who yeah, saw that coming? That's a, a left field. Well, Infowars was reporting on the University of Texas citing, giving citations up uh, to the uh, uh, Campus Ministry USA Evangelical, evangelical Ministry uh, Organization. They travel around to college campuses, and they preach their message rather loudly. Well, it's the ministry, Campus Ministry USA, is headed by Brother Jed Smock, now, he was at the um, University of uh, Texas and talking about homosexual butt sodomy and such in a manner that offended people around him. Well, uh, University of Texas, Austin, at Austin Police Department, uh, officer came up to him, issued him a citation and said, you know what, for disorderly conduct, and folks, Disorderly, to understand this, and I think it's really important for everyone to understand, if you're out doing whatever, uh, if you're out protesting, I don't care what you're protesting, it doesn't matter. Disorderly conduct is the all-encompassing citation that you would receive. It's it's kind of like the go-to citation. Like, my go-to word is, wow, okay? Well, disorderly conduct is the law enforcement it's their go-to citation for anything that it encompasses, well, from being a jerk to preaching the gospel. Just as an FYI. But see, it, it, the University of Texas at Austin, their police department says, you know, it is illegal to offend people. And essentially, I'm offended by their uh, yeah. law against offense. Well, it's... See, um, and there's a, there's a lot of machinations, a lot of workings, a lot of moving parts to, to what's going on here. But uh, as you said, there is uh, this newfound fueling behind the war against Christian fundamentalists and as well as constitutionalists, those people who disagree with the government. And we are seeing this war being ratcheted up in advance and this is important, I believe, in advance of um, what's really coming next. And, and what's coming next is going to be the civil um, uh, the riots, whether it be the economic, and that's what I was trying to say the first hour, the economic uh, disparity, as well as the racial and religious ideological rifts that have been really exploited under the Obama renegade regime. Very well said. All right. To the next caller, Jennifer in PA. We're going to go to Jennifer, Lisa, Wayne, Phil, Dave. That's the order. Jennifer, you're up first, live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hi, Doug. Hi, Joe. Good to talk to you, Jennifer. This is Jennifer. Good yes. talking to you guys. Hey, I wanted to mention something, and, and I was going to say something to some reports here locally in Pittsburgh, and you guys know I do something called the Field Report. Yep. And, um, okay, so I kind of survey a lot of the news. I do, uh, I, I separated some of the news, third watch update, 
where I cover prophecy, whether it be Islamic or biblical, how they to know the difference. That's really the idea behind that. The field report, I kind of scan through all kinds of various news stories, science and mainly science, okay? But one of the things I noticed, and then this is just really, I didn't want to let this go either. I noticed locally here in Pittsburgh at the University of Pittsburgh campus, there's been five or six reports of girls on campus being groped. Well, okay, so that didn't, I didn't let that go away from me because um, my mother and I were down in School Hill. We were eating at one of the delis, and I noticed some. Um, it's very multi multicultural there, by the way. If you haven't been down to School Hill, you'll know it's, it's that trendy thing and all that. So, I, you know, I, you notice a lot of things, but one of the things I noticed was these two guys, and they were staring at me, and I just kind of glanced at them, but, you know, it didn't seem harmless at first. And then after I'm listening to your report, I, I recall this moment where it's like, okay, we're talking about the machete attack and um, the groping. So I'm picking off these things. These are the things that have been in my peripherals. Okay, so maybe some of us, instead of looking at all the national news and global news, let's, let's point to what's going on locally, because that is really going to be the pinprick. Remember? We always say it's just a pinprick. Right. And those are the little things that I did not want to leave off my radar, because now when I hear that story in Columbus, it brings me back, and I'm not inferencing anything, but could it be, possibly, that it's going to happen in a very low key, it's, it, it, you, if you weren't paying attention, you just think it's a, just one of those stories where, you know, somebody's just groping a bunch of girls in campus. But you know, I just didn't let it get away from me, and I just want to make my point to that. So maybe we should pay attention to the local stories. I know that there's a lot of. Uh, I think sometimes, and, and it's obvious, this is a distraction. But all this political back and forth is obviously a distraction, and we know we're. We might not be able to do something on a bigger scale, but it's the little things, like those little pinpricks, those little stories that don't let it leave your radar. Keep it in your, compartmentalize it, put it somewhere, but say, okay, I'm watching this. Then I'm watching some things, a pattern. And then when I saw that Columbus story, it really hits me because it's in the Columbus, Pittsburgh area, and I'm now going back to right before November, in mid-November, when there were two to three planes from UPS that were flying in a bunch of Syrian refugees and they were coming through this area through the turnpike and it was a big deal because people were putting it all out there on YouTube it, say what you want about YouTube but at least people can put stuff out there for the time being but these are the things we should pay attention who knows it, EMP, something will shut that down we already know it's there Okay, it already exists, They're not, they may not even be aware of it um, but I'm seeing on my radar and my peripherals, these are the things that are starting to happen. Just in the little pockets of our towns, our cities, to pay attention to that, just as a you know, point to reference. Um, and I want to say one more thing. I had, and I totally knew nothing about politics going into this. This, what, this is what makes me kind of, um, you know, kind of on the learning curve, okay? And if you didn't know anything about politics, it's very intimidating because they use a lot of words and there's a lot of historical roots and politi political talk. And I think that's meant to um, distract, or not maybe not distract, but it puts people off. So the average person doesn't follow politics, they'll, they'll retreat to NFL. 
and then of course the politics there. But I think that is the thing. If being as our education's already been compromised long before Common Core, okay? And this is what happens to these kids. They don't understand the language. They become moms and dads, and they just listen to whatever anybody says, and they nod their head, okay? And the thing is, is that those are the people that have been really kind of, I want to say, disenfranchised, because they're the ones that are just innocently, they don't understand, and they'll believe whatever people tell them, even though I'm not saying they're stupid at all. They're just not, they wouldn't be educated because I think it's intentionally meant to put them off. And they they say, well, I don't know anything about that. I don't follow that stuff, you know, because that's, it's meant to, um, I don't know, other word for it. It's meant to put them off. I mean, if you use. Yeah, that's the objective or, or that's the desired outcome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because most of the twenty, yeah, most of the twenty something, they just—it's not that they intentionally don't want to engage. They simply don't understand it. <laughs> which that's why I think I'm a rare person because I had no idea any of this. I waited tables. I, if you're like any of these young people, they're either waiting tables, double shifts, and most of them are just trying to make ends meet. They're barely surviving, so that they really have no time other than work their double and go to bed and do it all over the next day. So I'm not going to undermine these kids and these young people because I think that it's intentionally meant to hurt them. Now, with that said, in the girl, um, I wanted to say this, put all this out here, Holly, which, you know, <laughs> she's special. And, yeah. and, and you know what? She's strong. She's strong, and she's she doesn't have to put herself out there to know that there's something there's a vital role that she's going to play in a maybe small way or in a big way. I had interviewed um, Lieutenant Commander Mackey, and if you look it up on the Blog Talk Radio, she talks about MST, and she went into everything Holly's been talking about. So that just verifies more that this was something I had no idea existed, MST, military sexual trauma, and there's more to that interview if she wants to look look into that. But I was fascinated how much... You know, she taught me about that very topic that Holly was talking about. That's right. Uh, there, there's so much more. And as I said earlier, I mean, the nine to five segment, or the the average person out there has no idea. And I say this with all sincerity. No, and I did not have any idea, or at least not to the extent I do today, of of mm-hmm. the the. Um, the horrendous and horrific um, treatment of people and what so many people have been victimized in so many ways, but victimized by our government, victimized by by um, Luciferians, by Satanists, and it's hard to really wrap your mind around. But but this is true. And when when you when you and Russ Dizdar talks about this, when you look at a picture of a girl, young girl, in a cage, like a dog. In, in fact, a cage, I wouldn't even put my dog in. I wouldn't put my dog in a cage. Um, you understand the depravity of, yeah. the, of, of what we're dealing with. I didn't even know it existed, honestly. I really, I had him, I had a hunch about a lot of things, of course. I always couldn't point my finger to a lot of things because I noticed some behaviors of just people I went to school with who 
maybe just like my life wasn't any wasn't peaches and cream either but I at least can look back and remember that I know this did not happen to me at least I I can honestly say I didn't get sexually abused or went through this stuff but I met people like this who enjoy things and what I didn't understand was the multiple personality disorder um, label because um, and what I know today and what my dad explained to me and schooled me on this and he said Jen, that is just another word for demonic activity, and it can be renounced, it can be delivered, and I was like, wow, that's just, that's like the quick answer. So psychology has a label for it, but the Bible has another, and that you can be delivered. You don't have to live with this condition. As long as I, I as long as I have ever, ever been around anybody that's, you know, pushed the psychological stuff, it's like, you might you have to go to therapy for twenty years, take a bunch of pills, and you're still not cured. <laughs> so Jesus right. is definitely answering. You know, God bless Holly because she's she's way ahead of most people that are, you know, just won't you know don't want it, don't want the answer, or they just I guess they like to suffer and they just say oh, that's not for me today. But you know, <laughs> hopefully it'll come back come to their senses. You know, but that's the quick answer. Why do you have to go to twenty five? 30 years of therapy if you can get it delivered and some people I really believe it's really an act of your will um, and I've talked to some just everyday people they're simply too arrogant to listen to anybody they'll tell you what's going on but when it comes to you having something that actually might make sense they'll just dismiss it roll their eyes and they just wave you off like hey, you're one of those so that's right Jennifer and we got a sorry to cut you loose, but we got a bank of callers. Oh, no, no, that's okay. We love to hear from you, and thank you for your call. And you have a great yeah, weekend. Thank you, and I just, yeah, you I, I, Joe, I want to just mention this: uh, Babylon working. All right. Yeah. Uh, I it, actually learned something, some things about this further than what we uh, talked about yeah. before. You, you, uh, folks, if you want to really get just kind of a, a thumbnail sketch of. Well, I'm not even sure. Well, just search Babylon, B-A-B-A-L-O-N, Babylon. The alternative spelling here, Babylon working, uh, Jack Parsons, and understand. Uh, if, if, you just cannot uh, you look into that, and from there you will see um, it gives you some insight into what's taking place. Even today, and it's really uh, um, I, I only want to. I, we can't get to do it right now, so let's go back to the phones. All right, Lisa, Wayne, Phil, Dave, and then Nick. We're going to go to Lisa first. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Oh, hi! God bless you both. You are both so. I, I fellowship with you every day. Um, if it wasn't for you guys, I don't know. I between you and a few other people that I deal, that I listen to, Paul uh, Begley, Sheila, Dave Hodges, Rick Wilde, you fill my day with just, I fellowship with the Lord, with, with, with you. So I just want to thank you, and I'm a supporter of you. So I, want, I just, you don't well, know how... Thank you so much. Um, I well, want to we're lucky to have you. Oh. I, I just oh, want to say thank you. Oh, well, thank you guys you are awesome. Person. Thank you. Um, a couple of things that were mentioned in the previous calls. Um, number one, um, I, I have Facebook. I go on very rarely anymore, but when I do, it's something that is important. So I, I kind of tend to look like a, a kook. 
to a lot of my friends. Um, but what really, what really fascinates me is that people have no clue. They are just, they, they don't even want to hear it. It's like, they just, they probably just scroll by my post because they just think, oh, they're Lisa again. She's talking about the 350,000 troops and, you know, going into Syria. And, you know, I mean, I, basically what I say to them is this. Are you saved? If, if this were to delve into World War III, we could very well be hit. Because there are a lot of Christians that are having dreams of fire in America. You know, I, I, there's, there's a reason for that. It's warning us that there could be something that, that immense coming. And I, I get so frustrated because I, I can't push it on people because they think I'm crazy, but I, I just, I, I have, <laughs> I'm, I'm speechless sometimes. But, um. We all are. Yeah. And, you know, and I only feel normal when I listen to, like, friends like you guys and the other people I mentioned because you all, we're all in the like mind, and, and that really does mean a lot to me because even my own husband, unfortunately, he's not saved, and I, I just, I, I try to give him information a little at a time, but I, I can't push it because then, then I, then it just doesn't go right. <laughs> so please keep me in your prayers for that. But, um, the other thing I wanted to mention Indeed. was the, um, uh, the, the the gal that was you know, the, the satanic ritual abuse. You know, I, I got into the way I got back into getting close to the Lord was I started reading a book called Hostage to the Devil, which is by Malachi Martin. That led me into just doing some research on just the the various you know the the dark the dark side of things, and then then I I kind of followed through and I I learned a lot about the satanic ritual abuse that goes on with the government and how these super soldiers and these people are bred to do what they do, and it, it's just, it just fascinates me how abhorrent and how evil people are, and it just, I, I, I it, it's, it's almost like when you talk about it, it, you can't even believe it's real, that's why people, I think, think people like us are kooks, because they're like, how could you even say things like that, but they don't even understand and fathom that it could be true, and I think that um, because of the fact, that fact, is it's just so hard for people to even even get to the point where they're they believe that there's a real God that there's Jesus that He dies for us and, and all of this happens and we're here for a reason. But the other thing was I was um, 24 years ago I was um, being tortured by my now ex-husband. He was choking me for a period of like six hours and this was. I was about 28 years old at the time, so I, I knew there I knew there was God. I was raised in the church, but I fell away. But I just, as I was passing out and losing consciousness, I said a prayer. And I said, God, if, if you're there, if you can hear me, please send someone right now because I'm going to die. And if I do, then my children will not have a mother. And I, I said this prayer just just as I'm saying it now. And I said, just please, if you could just send someone right now. Could you please send them? And as I was passing out, I said amen. As soon as I said amen, there was a knock at the door. And it was 1130 at night. Nobody comes to your door at 1130 at night. It was someone who had, my husband had borrowed this, this friend of his car, and it was the wife coming to pick up the car. She was supposed to come the following morning, but something told her to come and get it that, at night. And I, now I know who it was. It was, it was. it was the Lord telling her to go to my house to save me because as soon as she knocked on the door 
I, he lifted his hands off of my mouth and I screamed and so she knew there was something wrong and she wouldn't leave so he finally opened the door and as he opened the door he told me to go in the back room well I came around and I ran through the door and I ran into her mother's car and he basically that was it and my kids were in the my, I have two small children they were in the back room and I told her I'm not leaving without my kids so she told him give me those kids and he did he let the kids come with me and he didn't kill himself, which he said he was, but um, he was he was arrested. But basically, my story is that I was I, I, prayer. I don't care what anyone says; it works. I'm, I'm a true yes, I'm a true does. testament to that. I'm a true testament to that. And since I started getting close to the Lord again a year and a half ago, He's been answering so many of my prayers, and I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful. And I just want to tell you guys once again, you you are you're a lifesaver because without you, you you fellowship with on a daily basis. I I mean I I don't know I I know I would find other ways, but you you're just a, a bright spot in my day. I just want to let you know that. Well, thank you so much uh, for those kind words, and um, you guys, the listeners, all of you, whether. You pray for us, or you call in, you send us emails, or you just think about us. We couldn't do this without you, and you guys are just as much, if not more, of a blessing to us. Um, I can say that assuredly. And, and I'll tell you something, man. It's, you know, you are not alone, and it breaks my heart. To, you know, it just breaks my heart, um, your experiences, the weight that you carry around. I'm I'm good though now. I'm 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 a daughter of a king, so I'm a princess. <laughs> so that's why I look at myself. I am the daughter of a king, and nobody can tell me otherwise. But there's one last thing I want to tell you before I let you go. There's a song that I found, and it's by Carrie Job. I don't know if you know her, but it's called the Revelation Song. And if anyone could just go to YouTube and type in Revelation Song and listen to this song. It's basically Revelation 4, talking about how we worship God. And, and the song is worshiping the Lord. And when you listen to this song, you will get filled with the Holy Spirit, just as I do every single time. And, and tears come to my eyes. It's beautiful. If you could just listen to that, and all the listeners, I'm just sharing that with you, because I've told people, and they just don't have any interest. You know, they just they kind of scroll by it. I put it on Facebook, and... Nobody says anything. It's like, okay, anybody, hello. Okay, is, <laughs> so this is a Revelation song? Revelation song, you said? This is called the Revelation song. It's by Carrie Job, and it's just okay. beautiful. And I just, I just, I know anyone who listens to it will be blessed so, so greatly. So okay. that, that, that's, that's what I wanted to let you know. But thank you so much again, gentlemen. I love you guys. Thank you so much. God, God bless. bless you. Have a great night. Wow. Thanks for thank your you. call. Thank you. All right. A bunch of wonderful callers we have. Up next is Wayne in Washington. Wayne, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Uh, Joe, Doug, fine gentlemen, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for the past five years. I've been uh, getting through the best times and the worst times, and you guys always have been there. And agreeing in prayer out there in the chat, uh, it's everything to me to see you guys and to pray and 
say prayers. And I just wanted to tell you, uh, ever since the thing with uh, the rancher thing where they went down and supported the uh, people down there, I've been uh, following that and praying, and and I prayed and prayed and prayed. I've prayed so hard for 30 days now straight. And I just want to say, you know, uh, to LaVoy Finnecombe's family, uh, my my prayers are out there for you. I'm in agreement for for what he, you stood for, and I pray for every patriot and every family that's Christian family out there. I just pray for you, and I pray it in the Hebrew name of Jesus, which is Yeshua. And I always like to say that because it's his story, not mine. Amen. 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 I love you guys so much. I love you guys so much. And well, I'm excited. I uh, have, I, I have, uh, I've been working on the Book of Enoch trying a movie for a long time. Uh, so after praying all this time, I was led to make these movies, and so far, I've made three Book of Enoch movies in one week, uh, and I did the uh, Book of Proverbs, for, uh, based on the whole tones guy that you guys had on. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that that, yeah, yeah, and I thought you know we for meditating on God's word, what a great idea, and I just slapped it together. And it kind of came out just, I didn't plan anything. I just threw it together, and it turned out pretty good. So I wanted you guys to try that out. And there's a movie I'm putting together. It'll be up probably tomorrow afternoon. And it's going to be cinema and epic music and then the book Enoch in audio. So you'll like that, I hope, and it's a blessing to you. I don't want no glory for it. And Hagman and Hagman family... Praise God! You are the most greatest people. God bless you. Thank you so oh, much. Th- thank you, sir. Thanks. Well, yeah, we're, we're unworthy. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. no, sir, we are I mean, unworthy of this. Um, but thank you, and we appreciate being a part of your lives and or all of you collectively, lives and individually. And we hope to meet everyone someday. And and I know we will on the other side. But but here, it'd be nice to just to meet you and have a cup of coffee with you, talk with you. And, uh, Amen, and, uh, Doug. That would know. be just so great, Doug. Amen. Uh, uh, yeah, know. Doug, I wanted to thank you. The way you put things across, I just feel the real heart of God every single time with you and Joe, the way you share, and your father and son, and you get along very good, and you're just a really good example. And I just really appreciate what both of you do. Thank you oh, so thanks. much. Thanks. Well, thank God bless, you. man. Appreciate it. All right. Hang in there, brother. All right, Wayne. You have a good night. Yeah, God bless. Yeah, for the call. Oh. All right. Next up is Phil in West Virginia. Hey. Phil, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. There he is. Hi, D- hi Doug. Hi, Joe. Hey, Phil. Um, hi. I appreciated all your guests this week and, and all the callers tonight. And, uh, 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 after listening to Anthony Patch and, and, and Dr. Lake, man, you had to put, like Doug says sometimes, you gotta put, uh, some, uh, 
something around your head to hold it all in because it's hard to. Uh, you know, yesterday with with Doctor Lake, um, and I just want to tell you and, and everyone listening the uh, program with Doctor Lake yesterday was special for me, and people remarked, "Well, there was a lot of pauses." Yeah, there sure were, and the pauses were necessary because, as you said, you know, um, the depth of the the intellectual discussion, the scholarly discussion, uh, the level at which Dr. Lake teaches and the information provided really takes a lot of, uh, you got to pay attention, you know, and his new book coming up, and I, just if I can impose upon you for a moment here, call her The uh, Sharith Imperative. It, I, I got a couple of emails asking where they can find it. Folks, The Sharith Imperative will be out, I think, in 60 to 90 days. And uh, I, I had the uh, the real honor of writing the forward to that book, but that should be out in sixty to ninety days, more likely ninety days, uh, I think, based on what uh, the conversation was with with him yesterday. And some people asked for the spelling of that Sharif, and it is simply S H E R I Y T H. It's S H E E R I Y T H. All right, caller, go ahead, sir. Well, anyway, uh, I, I I agree with everything uh, that you just said, and I think everybody, uh, as far as Doctor Lake goes, Paul McGuire, Steve Quayle, you know, you you guys have everybody on on uh, worth listening to, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, this uh, this war that's going on, and that's what they talk about. And, and that's where my my uh, my heart and my mind is most of the time. And uh, you know, I'm a little older. I don't have to work so hard. I don't have to work two jobs or whatever. I I just work part time. But I can uh, I listen to you guys at night and other people, and and I really get a uh, a grasp of what's going on in the world just by what people are talking about. And uh, I heard. Have you have you been? Do you feel that we've been um, um, we've been offering you through our guests uh, sufficient uh, uh, material? You know, uh, information. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I think I think uh, you guys are you and uh, Rick Wiles and. Probably a couple other people are the you're the top of the game as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> no, I'll tell you, Rick does that. a great job. Yeah, well, thank you, yeah. and, and Rick, Rick does a great job. Um, my goodness, and well, they, it, so I, many well, do. Well, I know, I know, but I'm just, I'm just saying that that's who I, uh, you know, I put my time or my effort behind certain people. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm basically just a singer in a in a in a gospel band. And we've been singing for 50 years. My mother, my brother, and I, and my whole family, we used to sing together, but now it's just us three. And, uh, and that's what I love to do the most of all. To go Sunday morning and to know that they're going to be there and I'm going to be there. But what's most important is, is when we worship together, you know who shows up? 
The Lord. God's there. Absolutely. Yeah. God. The Lord in his presence yep. is there. And you know what? That's what I live for more than anything at all. I live to be in his presence and to know that, you know, uh, everything else said, all the teaching, you know, all the, all the preaching and everything else, uh, to me, to worship before the very throne of the Most High God is the most important thing that I could do and that I will do for eternity as far as I'm concerned. So that's what I love Amen. to do. <laughs> Amen. And, and I'm sure and, that uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm sure you bless others by, by your actions and by your involvement. Well, we we try, but that's, you know, and I don't say that very much. And I just, I, I wish, uh, we're working on trying to record some of that stuff, but uh, uh, we'll see. We'll let you know when we get it done. It's harder, harder easier said than done sometimes. Put it, get I, hear, I hear that. that. Oh. You know that better than I. So I, I just appreciate, you know, just appreciate you guys and let you know that you guys are, you know, you're doing a outstanding job. Oh, what I was going to say is I heard somebody say the other night that while all this bad stuff is happening here on earth, he's going to be up there in heaven having a supper. Well, you know what? I wouldn't want to be any place else where my father put me to be here at the end of days and if I'm not up there at the feast believe me I'll be down here and I'm going to take that dragon and I'm going to ground his head in the hand <laughs> yeah that's exactly what I'm going to do so you can have your dinner up there I'm going to be down here having some dragon how's that there you go <laughs> Grilled or barbecued. <laughs> yeah, we have to play our positions, and we have to do. We, yeah, we have to uh, work our assignments, and then that's what we're here to do. Well, God bless you, sir. Thank you so much for your call. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Phil. Have a good night. All right. Next up is Dave in Florida. Dave, you're live on the Hagman and Hagman. Easy Report. now, Dave. Easy, boy. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay, guys. You guys are the best. Um, I gotta say, you guys are bold. You're putting your life on the line. Um, I think everybody that's listening to this is putting their lives on the line. Uh, I have a smartphone. I know that they know. I know they know where I am. I've been buzzed a few times, whatever, down here already. But it doesn't scare me. We gotta be bold. We got to be bold. That, that was from us, Phil. What? We sent those down there. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. I know, the, you know that. You, you know, uh, yes, technology. Uh, interesting. Go ahead, sir. Does, doesn't it feel good to be bold, Doug? Oh, yeah. There's, there's no other way to be. Yeah. It yeah. gives you strength to say, we ain't scared. Go ahead. Put the red dot on us. Whatever. But I'm not going, they're not going to, if, if, I mean, if they catch me off guard, whatever, then I guess they can get me. But I'm not going to be captured and go in no freaking, uh, one of those camps. No way. I'm going to die standing. But, um, did you happen to see what the, I mean, these, what's going on with Islam? 
Did you happen to see what they did to the donkey out there? It was on Bare Naked Islam. They put the site down. Somebody hacked into Bare Naked Islam, and the site is down. I don't know if it's yeah. up yet. But I've been spreading you guys and Alex Jones all over down here in Florida as much as I can. Uh, but they put the donkey's head on fire. Did you see that? I, I heard about unbelievable. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't watch it. I have seen it, and I had to stop it. But... um it's unbelievable what's going on. Uh, I think it has a lot to do with the abortion and homosexuality that we have accepted. It's almost like judgment on us by Islam. You, you say that the, the demons from hell have been released. I think that Islam is part of the demons that have been released. And I'm sorry if there's any peaceful Muslims out there, but you have to understand how us Christians feel when you people are massively attacking and killing Christians everywhere and doing these things to animals, it kind of upsets us. But I want to say that you guys are really bold. You've given us all the spiritual and the truth out there. I have been listening, you know, for years, Doug and, and Joe, and going back to Lori Roth and oh, yeah. God. Yeah. yeah uh, I, you know, I, I just I, I remember I remember our time. It, it, was, it was I was reminiscing today, and I, re, I was thinking. Actually, I, I did. Uh, I was thinking about you too. And I was thinking about all the calls and all the interactions that that I had with Lori and and uh, the, the the listeners. And I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm I'm totally alone down here, but the Lord takes care of me. He gives me little signs. He sent some birds to me, I believe. These little, little birds that they just came over and they were, and I enjoyed that. I'm not going to get emotional about it, but uh, it's pretty hard being alone, but it's better. I can accept um, if I'm going to be uh, slain, if I'm going to be uh, put to the sword, tested by, you know, the sword. It'll give me so much more strength. And seeing the world the way it is, I can definitely accept the sword. And I know, I know for 120,000% that Jesus is real. He's the one true God, the only true God. And there is a heaven. There is a heaven. So many miracles I have seen, I can't even get into it. But uh, you guys, you guys and Alex Jones, Steve Quayle, uh, you know, and all the other, Dave Hodges, he was right on the other night. I couldn't get you people on this smartphone. I had to go to the YouTube channel. So I know that they're messing around. I don't know if they're messing you, you around. You know, Dave, uh, look, I, can I interject something here? Because what you just said there, people might roll their eyes and say, oh, come on. And, and a lot of time it's operator error or it's it's an environmental or, or it's it's because of the whatever it might be it's it's nothing nefarious it's no big you know however now i have been told and i i've been told by a good on good authority that there are methods and times when the uh people who are behind this kind of stuff will kind of jolt or 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 um not jolt uh, will you will will uh, kind of practice on us and that as strange as that might sound um, they'll use, for example, uh, a new software application on smartphones just to kind of see if they can, 
Uh, I don't want to. I, I don't. I don't want to get too too far out there because I'll lose people. I think, but but no, this does happen where there's interference, and it's beyond yeah. anything. It's beyond operator error. It's beyond you know what can be explained. It's got to be deliberate. I know people roll their eyes and say, "Oh, come on, you're idiots." But anyway. Well, well, if they don't believe it, they don't believe it. I don't know. I'm, I'm telling the truth. I think uh, over, over the years, people know that my sincerity and my passion. As I don't know if uh, Dixie, that guy Dixie, I should have went down to Alabama with him. Uh, I was offered to come down here with him. But if if any veterans need any good person to be with them, just let them email you, and you can get a hold of me somehow. You have my right. number. Yes, I, we do. I would definitely if they, if they're in Texas or something like that, because uh, I don't want to get set up either. <laughs> come on over, no. you know, Dave. <laughs> you know, like that. But uh, um. I don't want to take up much more time, but um, Islam, you know, it's 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 sickening. It's really sickening what's going on with this with this country, and the Pope stays silent about it. And the Pope, there's a church, there's churches down here, Doug, that where a priest came out, that Catholic church, they broke away from the church, and he actually told me, he says he's the anti-Pope. I was denied communion. <laughs> I was denied communion because he says that you go to the certain mass. He says you can't be in this church if you go to that. So uh, that, that, that they're pre-Vatican, going all the way back so many years, they believe that when they came at maybe Pius after Pius the tenth or Pius the twelfth, the whole church went downward. But uh, this pope just stays silent. I just can't believe it. So that's well, all I got to say. I'm not, uh, I'm there, not, there are a lot of people, with... uh, Dave. You know, and I know you're. I know you're a Catholic, but there are a lot of um, there are a lot of signatures. If you look at the um, uh, Pope and uh, what he's doing, who he's meeting, the the, the rulers he's leading. For example, the. Uh, um, Oh, they just met in Cuba here, what, uh, a day or two ago, or today maybe. I'm trying to remember. Uh, Pope, uh, uh Parch, thank you very much. The Patriarch meet, the Patriarch meet in meet, Cuba uh, nearly a thousand years after split. Thank you for helping me with that. Yes, that, that's what I was looking for. So yeah, you know, a lot of, a lot of Vatican. Also in Russia. Well, that was, yeah, it's, a lot of things yeah, that, yeah, that uh, Francis uh, is doing. Well, I see. Before I lose this, Joe, remember when you said uh, something about that that the Pope says that there's uh, there's if you're non-Catholic that you you it's really taking a chance or something like that, and he said he said it dangerous. It, he said the relationship with Jesus Christ outside of the Roman Catholic Church was dangerous, and, and now they're covering up other. I mean, they're doing a. I, I guess yeah, there's a full court press on. Didn't didn't he also say? The rhetoric is almost like Obama. Didn't he also say that um, something um, that atheists can get to heaven? So yes. how can mm -hmm. atheists get to heaven? But then if you're outside the Catholic Church and you love Jesus, you can't get to heaven. It's almost like he has like rhetoric. Like they make up their own rules? Obama. <laughs> yes. He has yeah. rhetoric similar to Obama. They're almost like brothers. White and black. Now, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, and I'm sorry, people out there, Catholic. I'm Catholic. I'm sorry if you're offended, but this pope is wrong. Definitely wrong. I'm sorry. 
Dave, I remember anyway. when you used to call into the show in the beginning, and you used to get a little offended. Um, and it wasn't at us or necessarily. It was just that you know the reporting of the news from what yep. was saying from you know the, what was being said from the Pope to uh, different guest views on Catholicism. And you've come a long way. Um, well, yeah, but I will say this. Listen, I with the Blessed Virgin Mary, we don't. I don't worship Mary. Right. Mary doesn't lead to the Father. Only Jesus leads to the Father. But the Blessed Mother, in all her messages, in all her years, she never said, come follow me. She always leads to her Son. She does the will of her Son. You know, so there's something there. And I will say this also. If you, if, if you look up the messages of La Salette, the unapproved by the church, half of the messages in La Salette, France, back in the 1800s, half of them are approved, half of them are not. The ones that are not, she actually said to the two children that basically, it's, she said language like, my priests are abominations in, that, in my son's church. They, they are priests for themselves, that she said unbelievable things, and these are the things that are not approved by the church. If you could find where it says that, I, I if you know, maybe next time I come on, I could read a few. I don't have the pamphlet with me, but they are very hard words against the Catholic Church. Those, that's the half of the messages that's not approved. Of course, they wouldn't be approved, I guess. But yeah, so I, you're, I you're do right. believe. I do no, you're, believe. You're right I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, if I offend, you're not going to change my mind. I do believe that the Blessed Virgin Mary has appeared, and when she does appear, she's always leading to her son. She's never saying, worship me. We don't pray to Mary and worship her. We just pray to her. Like I said that one time when I came on there, if I was going to beat up somebody, my like my this Colombian friend that took money and this and that that went behind my back, if I was going to beat him up, I would beat him up. It, nobody could stop me from beating him up but my mother. If my mother came to me and says, Dave, please don't beat Billy up for me, I would probably listen to my mother. She would be the only one probably that could stop me from beating somebody up back in the Dave, old days. Dave, so, I don't mean to cut you off. We have one more caller we have to get to and only a few God minutes bless. left. It's great to hear God from you, man. Yeah, you too. God bless. Take care of yourself. I get you. All right, God bless you too. Keep yeah, your head wanna, up. The remaining callers, uh, we want to get to as quickly as possible. Go ahead. Christina in Florida. We're coming to you now. You're live on the Hagman and Hagman Report. Hello, guys. How are you? Good, Christina. Uh, What's going on? I, just, just a question uh, to just, just brief. It is not. It's not going to take a long time. But I was. I heard Michael, Dr. Michael Lake on your program, and after that, I just went back into his archives on biblical life, and I think I've probably listened to all of them, and it, it has really changed my thinking a whole lot. I mean, understanding the kingdom, remnant boot camp, I mean, all of it. It's great. And last night, he was just, he was just awesome. That's all I can say. But... Well. Down wow. here in South Florida, Broward County, we had another machete attack on some people. 
Um, when, when was this, Christine? This was in Broward County, Fort Lauderdale. But, but how long but, yeah, ago? When? This was just this was just this week. Oh my! Okay. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he, he walked into a, a place of business and just started hacking away at the guy. And he left there and went to another store. And this older white gentleman, he just started punching and just and the man just, I mean, he's just terribly bruised. They did catch him, and I mean, it's just. It's crazy. So I I wonder now if they're gonna put a some kind of ban or restriction on touches and machetes. There you, know, you go. <laughs> yeah, I, I I saw a couple of uh, so, uh, comments on social social media where you know what do you do now? Uh, they should have, uh, I mean, in tongue and cheek comments, I suppose, about the uh, machete control or, or knife control. Yeah, knife control. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad. And, and I had one question. I mean, maybe it's kind of like out there a little bit, but I've been watching the work they're doing on the Capitol Building in Washington. And I'm yeah, wondering do, do, if one day what's going on? Up I'm wondering, yeah, I'm wondering one day if it's, because they've been working on it so long, like years, it seems like. Yeah. And I'm yeah. just wondering if one, we're going to look up and that thing's going to be gold. I believe in 2012, we went down to North Carolina, and we stayed in Washington on the way there and the way back, or at least on the way back, and they were working on it then. Wait, was that 12? Yes. Mm-hmm. Summer 2012. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's, I'm, I'm keeping my eye on it. Well, uh, there's something going on far and and, and I, I know everything is not a conspiracy, but but um, yeah, I, I've really had some questions as to what exactly they're doing. Um, I mean, consider the length of time it took for the Empire State Building to be constructed from ground level, you know, up, and, and look at look at the Capitol building under construction for now how long, and then compare the two. It just seems a little bit uh, a little bit questionable. Yeah. I think it's worth watching. Right, right. Okay. Well, that's 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 very good. Yeah, yeah. I, I wow. All right. So, a machete attack in Broward County, Florida, this Multiple week. Multiple machete. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Well, yes, thank you for keeping. Thank you for keeping us updated. Yeah, appreciate that. No we got problem. a. Yeah, have a we, great time. We got about three minutes left of the program. Um, just if you got all anything, right, good night. All right. Okay. Thanks, uh-huh. Christina. Thank you. We're sorry. Okay. We were losing a connection here. I think we're having some technical issues with our with our board here. Go ahead, uh, Joe. Okay. Have a good night. Good night. Yep. Yep. Keep in my prayers all the time. All right. Thank you, kiddo. Yes, Have a good night. Go ahead. All right. That'll do it for the callers. Yeah, and you know what? I apologize for the callers on hold. We just. Uh, I'm not sure if they're, I know that I saw it ringing. I don't know if they ever actually got on. We hold, actually, but. no, I, and, and I think it's, it's our network up here that has caused the problem. So if you're on hold and did not get on, we apologize. And, and that's why we, we actually, uh, allowed some of the callers to go on a little bit because of the fact that the, uh, our network was being, I don't know, it was just, it was just a strange series of events. But um, one last thing before we sign off, uh, I'd mentioned Joe, a top intelligence official, calling calls gene editing a, a world uh, weapons of mass destruction threat. Yeah, and I'd reference that commercial, the Mountain Dew commercial. What was that again, Eric? Uh, monkeys, babies, no. and uh, dog, monkey, dog baby. monkey, baby, and, and they did it in such a. <laughs> what was it, puppy? Mo- 
puppy monkey baby. They did in such a kind of a, a the cadence on that was weird, but uh, the social conditioning, the conditioning of that. Well, Clapper, the director of the National yeah. Intelligence, had come out and said, "Hey, you know, um, hey guys, gene editing uh, is being added to a list of." Uh, threats posed uh, by weapons of mass destruction and proliferation. Clapper told the Senate intelligence agencies yes. in the United States that we will exploit and emerge an array of Internet-connected devices known as the Internet of Things. Now, if I've told you from my research, the Internet of Things is the completed project, the agenda, the goal of all people connected through machines to computers in with the excuse of real-time health information and public safety as well as patient patient identification but it is far more more than that it has uh you know it's everybody's going to get a unique uh, identification number through the global identification system they're going to call it patient centric care mobile health technology telehealth they're going to connect you and it's going to be mandatory starting uh January 1st 2018 that could be pushed back but as of now that's the law and they will have incentive programs that they're going to launch with pilot programs giving doctors incentives to to make the merger or the change over to the electronic health record at first it will seem uh it will seem uh like nothing as doctors will just be using computers as uh you will be using computers and the doctors will be seeing your records via computer but there will come a time when there will be you will be asked to be a, a through voluntary compliance to be a participant and have a tattoo or chip or something implanted or put on you that tracks your health and your vital signs in real time. Not only that, your behaviors, your attitudes, and they are all subject to change based on what the government wants. That in addition to the gene modification. And and they work hand in hand, the Internet of Things as well as the merging of uh, the DNA tech and, and technology. So this is oh, all yeah. together. Yeah. Next week, Russ Dizdar on Monday. Monday. And folks, tune in Tuesday. Steve Quayle and a very special guest will talk about Amerigeddon. More on that. Jerry Robinson. Watch our, watch our website. Follow the Money Wednesday. That's Thursday, right. Pastor Paul Begley. Friday, we'll be on Pastor Paul Begley's show. Yes. And, uh, folks, on behalf of Doug and Joe Hagman, our point men for programming administration in the South, Eastern United States, J.D. of Neptune Diaries, our communications director from New England, Rhonda of rondasblessed.com, and everybody here, God bless you, thank you. Saddle for battle, we've left the building. <laughs>